0: Bare midriff, exposed shoulders, wind blowing across your nips. Cover yourself up, if you want to, with Second Wind shirts. For a reason we can't legally discuss, our artists have had a little free time, so they've come up with brand new designs for our brand new channel and mostly new shows. Fully Ramblamatic, Design Delve, Cold Take, and the Second Wind itself. It's some kind of bird. Act fast because some of these designs are only available for a limited time. We've partnered with Shark Robot to make the shopping experience as easy as possible. Because let's be honest, life is hard sometimes. One day you're happy and working and the next day you're called into a meeting and HR is there and you're just fine. Head to sharkrobot.com second dash wind or click on the link in the description to check out all of our shirts today. And I think there's a desk pad too. That's fun.
1: Everyone and welcome to Firelink Podcast, episode number three for Tuesday, December nineteenth, twenty twenty-three. I'm gonna be honest; it was a weird saying Tuesday. Uh, my name is Marty Sleva, and I, as always, am joined by my wonderful co-hosts Casey Wosu and Nick Calandra, and of course, producer Eric on the ones and twos. Uh, welcome, everyone. Welcome to the final to the final podcast of the year. Oh my God, we've done so many. Three. <laughs> We've done three. Doesn't plus feel like
2: three. It feels like we did many more this year. Actually,
1: three plus like 40, forty-five in a past life. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys uh, so much for joining us tonight. Uh, we have a great show for you. Uh, we're going to be uh, talking about our favorite games of the year. Given that this is the last show of the year, we're going to be talking about uh, our picks for the standouts. It's going to be some games you've heard us talk about before. Uh, some games maybe that might surprise you, uh, and then hopefully some stuff you can uh, put on a list uh, and, and maybe jam over the holiday break. Uh, and then, uh, I think when we start off too, I mean, obviously the big news of, of the moment is the insomniac leaks. And so we're obviously not going to be talking about the, the leaks themselves, but I feel like we were having like a heated discussion earlier about the sort of what, what do we talk about when we talk about this kind of stuff? So I feel like we could touch on that without, we're not, we're not digging into anything. We're not digging into spoilers. We're not going to be digging into any of that dirt. Yeah, there, there is uh, a I just wanted, you just
3: wanted to hear me rant again.
1: <laughs> no, I just didn't. Have, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I've had a fever all day, and I feel yeah. very sick. I didn't put any other news stories. And so I feel like this is one of those topics. I'd just be like, take it away, Nick. And then I could put my hand on my face, and it's going to be very nice. <laughs> uh, but before we do that, uh, everyone, uh, as as you guys know, thank you uh, so much for supporting us here at Second Wind, whether you're watching live on YouTube, the VOD, or listening in your favorite podcast service. Uh, we really appreciate it. And obviously, we appreciate your, show, uh, your support over on Patreon. Patreon, uh, that is a major source of our funding, and and there are so many of you over there, and we really appreciate it. Uh, remember, just a little bit goes a long way. $5 gets you into the column tier, where Darren is just writing banger after banger. Just put a new piece up about uh, A24. A24 is primed to have an incredible couple of years partly because of our good friend hideo kojima which is great <laughs> uh and then remember uh you can uh, hang out with us on these streams via super chats uh obviously the regular super chats through youtube are greatly appreciated uh if you're thinking of doing anything higher than that uh think about putting it through paypal through Streamlabs over here uh because that way we get a larger cut of it so if you're thinking of doing a, a befer a 50 or 100 dollar for think about it over there and of course all those super chats right now are going towards our current funding goal of adventures in season 4 on location early next year plans are being made flights are being booked it is this this is coming hot and heavy let you me know, tell you, you know,
3: yeah we were we were hoping to have this booked uh you know right before we got fired so <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh,
1: but that. Uh, yeah it's um this is this is uh, primed to be bigger and better than any of the previous seasons which speaking of if you've been watching uh, episode two of season three, we'll be re-debuting this weekend, which means we're getting ever closer to the brand new three episodes at the end of season three. Uh, you're gonna want to stick around for that. So thank you guys so much. Uh, welcome, guys. How are you guys doing? How are you feeling at the end of this year?
3: I think I'm. I think I'm ready for it to be done. Ready <laughs> think, for it to uh, be done? Yeah, that's. Been, awesome. uh, I mean, content-wise, like had a really awesome year on the Escapist, despite everything that happened. Like, was really happy with how we were growing over there, and. You know, coming over here and getting our second wind, as you might call it, uh, has been really, really gratifying to see. So, um, you know, we actually, we just we just got our incorporation papers back today. Uh, so we are officially a company now, which is really exciting because I can get all of that tax information updated and all this money away from my social security number. So <laughs> the IRS won't kill me. Um, it's like
1: the, it's like the ring. Like, if, yeah. if you if you touch that bank account, then you're going to be cursed to die in seven days
3: but uh yeah i'm uh i don't know i'm just looking forward to kind of starting fresh i feel like i've been like in this like cycle for the last five months where i kind of just work and then i'm too tired to do anything because of stress and like now that we're incorporated and we were kind of like getting moving like i could feel the stress going away but now i just need to uh you know start taking care of my house and my myself again <laughs>
1: In that's the good. 80s, they used to do a lot of drugs to I,
3: You know? <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's just <laughs> so what I've
3: seen
2: from various films
1: and books. Uh Casey, how are you?
2: Uh yeah, like looking back on it, this 2023 uh may have just been like a banner year for me in general. Like for one, like I traveled more often this year than probably any other year I've been alive. Probably definitely way more than like the last five years I've been alive. Like uh like I left the whole country for the first time in like a, a really long time.
4: Hell
2: yeah! Uh, this year, and right. like I can barely remember it because that was like all the way back in the freaking same the spring and stuff. <clears throat> I keep forgetting but, I uh, went to Iceland this year before it yeah, exploded like- again. <laughs> <World>. <laughs> but like on top of that, um, like just like big life stuff happening, right? Like uh, some not great, but other stuff like the the planning of the wedding, like v- like looking for venues and whatnot. Um, Like, I'm really excited about that sort of stuff. Um, And then, like, basically the what a great conclusion to the year to kind of leapfrog into this whole new media company thing. Like, as crazy as it's been, like, it is also equally exciting. Like, uh, I still very much like everything that we get to do here. Um, And I'm just really excited. Like, I don't really know any other way to put it. Like, I'm just super excited. So, like, yeah, uh, everything's not perfect but like when whenever is it but like for me personally I can say like a lot of good has happened this year uh, to me and mine and like uh it's been it's been dope yeah also video games
4: that's a good first way to first put time it. yeah uh,
2: for some I felt optimistic
3: about <laughs> being in games media for quite a while as much as I loved escape is like definitely with everything going on and you know being under that kind of corporate structure uh lots of uh lots of uneasiness lots of not knowing you know if you are going to have a job tomorrow kind of thing and for for like the very first time in my entire career like i feel secure and like i'm not stressing about second win being successful or not because i think we're we're doing really well and uh excited you know at the support and i mean just you know we've been calling out like over the last week like hey like you know we're hitting that dip on patreon for the first month and or he's shown up and like stop that dip from happening, which is really, really good because. Filled usually, in the dip. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's like, I don't know. It just weirdly enough, getting fired kind of felt like it took like a huge boulder off my shoulders.
1: <laughs> we wish should, if you ever get uh stressed again, we'll just fire you again. Okay. <laughs> That sounds we'll, good. We'll put all of our uh, current <laughs> calendar invite. I'll just start third wind. <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, I'm uh, also not worried about our future because of amazing folks like Darwin's dummy with a $5 dono for Marty's fever meds. What an Iron Man being here today. <laughs> Some people say the firefighters are the heroes. Some people say paramedics are the heroes. Some people say the troops are the heroes. I uh, I disagree. I think it is um, a man who's kind of being a baby about being sick, really pulling <laughs> it together for a nice ninety-minute podcast <laughs> right before Christmas. <laughs> I think, I think we know there's one true hero today. We're all cheering you on, Marty. Thank you. This is incredible. This feels like this feels like the end of an anime arc. Like this feels like I'm getting the spirit. Well, I thought bomb
3: you meant. I thought you meant movie. having a fever is incredible.
1: <laughs> yeah, it feels like the
4: end
2: incredible. of an anime <laughs>
4: arc. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> i'm uh, experiencing ego death and i'm getting ready to fight the shadow monster that appears in my room at night. uh speaking of shadow novus, a five dollar dono thank you so much also fe- uh suffering from a fever feel better marty thank you so much shadow Novus. uh same to you uh we got this also you'll probably cover it but what games are y'all looking forward to in 2024 i feel like we want to table this for maybe the first episode of the year how, do you, yeah. how, does that, how does that sound? We can do a That's more comprehensive. I want to do. Um, I want to do a, a big dive in uh, one thing. About not working through the escapists is we would put together a uh, annual uh, comprehensive list of like forty big indies we're excited for. And that was like our, the incredible Michael Kripe and Damien uh, co-wrote those the last few years. Um, we don't. We don't have that, even though like half those games still haven't come out. So we could just go to yes. last. <laughs> Honestly, we could go to like two or three years ago, and some of those games still haven't come out. Uh, cough, cough. Silk Song, cough. Um, but I want I want to put together a big old list of indies. I'm excited for go through go through my wish list. I feel like every day I find a new I find a new one. Um, a lot of good games coming out. Uh, Nick, I've been I've been enjoying that uh Paper Mario game you recommended me. Hey, yeah, it's been it's been pretty good. It's it's one of the best non Paper Mario Paper Mario games. I'll talk about, so, when
3: we talk about stuff later. Yeah, so. A gif of that on Twitter and then I was like oh it's out now oh they sent me a review request form for it oh I should get that
1: <laughs> yeah and you you knew it was a Marty game so I appreciate that uh, and then Sin Vendetta with a $10 dono thank you so much Sin Vendetta okay it's episode 3 of the Firelink podcast and I feel like we need an intro that has the Firelink shrine music or something with that vibe and also the outro music should be Gwyn's piano music Sin Vendetta that sounds like an incredible idea that gets us demonetized
3: <laughs> it's also, that's also an incredible idea where people are already like this isn't a dark till podcast and we're like yeah we know what did you expect oh i expected exactly that and i can already go i can i always say go to the first episode within the first five minutes we explain the name
2: there was like we've uh, also talked about soul stuff in every podcast so
1: like it counts it counts yeah i i I feel like a week's not gonna go by where we don't talk about a soul or the soul uh,
3: in general i had i also totally (laughs) i also totally intended you have a craft beer review for the first episode. And then I forgot, and then I forgot last week. And then I forgot this week too. That's on brand. I won't forget next that. week. I won't forget next week. That's cause, Cause we won't because we be here next do. week. <laughs> so we do. We'll
2: be here done. next week.
1: Uh, um, there's, I, don't, I, I was going to try to segue, but my, the neurons aren't firing. Uh, do you guys want to talk about this insomniac thing for a little bit? Just Nick, you can vent, you can get your demons out. <laughs> yeah. Nick, let,
2: let, let the people know what you want them to know.
3: Yeah. I don't, I don't have any vent. I'm just explaining the role of journalism in it. Uh, okay, so Insomniac Games' uh, ransom group hacked them, uh, stole their information, including like their games lineup for the next decade, it, footage of stuff. Like, I don't want to get too much in the specifics because <laughs> you know, someone's going to clip this and be like, oh, you said don't talk about the weeks, but then you talked about it. Um, but in general, like... They basically stole their stole their uh, information, including personal uh, social security numbers, passports, email, date, like any data uh, they could get their hands on. all the
1: employees. Yeah,
3: doxed all the employees, stole all their uh, like in progress footage of things, upcoming lineups of things, and then tried to ransom Sony for it for two million dollars. Sony said no, so they released that information. Uh, and now they're putting it basically on the black market and auctioning it off to the highest bidder kind of bullshit. Uh, so yeah, that—that that is the Insomniac leak, and as uh, games media traditionally tends to do with these leaks or hacks or whatever you're going to call it, because people are playing semantics game today, uh, the lead of the story has become more about the games being leaked over, uh, I don't know, uh, a criminal ransom hacker group going after game companies and doing this over and over again and people are like well nobody yelled about GTA 5 like developers were screaming about GTA 5 <laughs> or GTA 6 because that guy went to jail. Mm-hmm. He went literally went to jail and it was, he just a few weeks ago he's like yeah, when I get out I'm going to do it again. Like, okay. Yeah, cuz these
1: these holes
2: just... are not learning any lessons. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it's 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 baffling that this keeps happening and it feels like they always get caught.
2: Um yeah, but... all the big ones that have come out recently News has followed eventually that the person was found and and caught. Yeah.
1: But it like I don't know. My first thought on this is it just it fucking sucks. It fucking sucks. I know people at Insomniac. I'm friends with people at Insomniac. It fucking sucks. It sucks to have for this to happen uh at any time of the year. It fucking sucks to happen right, I'm assuming when they were getting ready for the holiday break, which for a lot of those people is not gonna be a holiday break anymore. That is not gonna be time off. Uh, it fucking sucks that you spend years and years of your life working on something, and it gets shown off in a in an absolute unfinished state. It it it's like you can you can bang on about how it's like you know oh fuck CEOs fuck C suite people and everything, and I kind of agree with that. This doesn't just impact them. This impacts like every single developer, writer, QA person there, uh, and that like fucking sucks. And and I I feel terrible for them as human beings, uh, which I feel like there needs to be a little more
3: yeah like the the part that's that really annoyed me today and why you know i got on twitter about it was like a lot of people are like grand moral grandstanding over you know oh it's a corporation you know who cares like it's just their marketing plans get rid of you know who cares if that leaks and like personally like i don't really care that marketing plans leaked i totally get get it from the developer side right i'd be super fucking pissed if adventure is not a you know season four leaked after we filmed it and somebody just released all that footage online before we were done with it. Totally get that. Totally emphasize with that from a journalist perspective like that stuff's out in the wild. It's kind of fair game but it's also like the, like I said, the lead of the story has become those leaks and not or the you know the stolen information and, you know i'm saying leaks because everybody's yelling leak 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 all day when it's actually hacking and stolen information it's not Coming out of your house people are just screaming leaks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you get, a, get, uh, get casey's plumber no no please please, please no more leaks i've already had to fix two holes in my ceiling this year <laughs> um but you know like i've got a bunch of people like that's not the role of journalism like uh, you know they these it's their job to report on these you know, is leaks and everything like that. And I'm like, sure. But also like, if you're not putting the lead of the story, then ethically, like you're basically just playing into the hype machine of hyping up these games that don't exist yet and everything. So like, there's not a moral leg to stand on. If like you call yourself a journalist and you are not reporting the actual story, which is a group of criminals stole and ransomed insomniacs, personal information, blackmailed them, and then leaked their
2: information on the internet like like, it, like i i understand how bad that sounds mm-hmm. but like from the perspective of like a new like a newsy like that information once it is exi- once it exists and if it's of interest to your viewership like you do kind of have to be like all right well yeah this is part of like this is what happened well, and if you do color that with the added thing of like well this happened here's the information but also it was bad that this happened then that's you putting editorialization on it and that's kind of not what journalists are supposed to do but like well in this case in, yeah like in this you would feels, report on
3: it yeah like you know like, like let's let's put ign out an example right now like, they've got like seven or eight different stories up today i think on mm-hmm. highlighting all the leaks or all you know all the stolen information whatever you want to call it uh hardly anything on their front page that I can find about like stolen information or anything like that. It was not like in context of the situation so you know, eth- ethically like, I don't know, to, to me and to really any seasoned journalist is going to tell you like, there's a big difference in like, you know, remember uh, I don't remember what game it was but like, I think maybe a Mortal Kombat game or whatever but basically somebody had their computer open or I think it was Horizon a game. they had their computer open on a plane and somebody behind them saw you know PDF documents of Horizons or Dawn and of like kind of like you're out in the public. You're not really stealing that information. Like it's it's out there for you to find it, right? And like there's a big difference in that than to me than a, a ransom group hacking Sony, blackmailing them, ransoming off that information, and then I reporting mean- and reporting in detail like on those leaked contacts, like ethically you don't have an obligation to tell people about you know the, all these leaked games and show off the, show that footage and all that stuff your ethical responsibility as a journalist is to tell people what happened and then like the leaked contents of a video game are not of public importance or public interest mm-hmm. they're not of public importance
2: well but here's the truth is none of this is because we're we're in games media right so like there's nothing well, the, 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 heck,
3: the heck is important. Well,
2: yeah, That part is, yes. Mm. But like the information after that to the reader base. Because honestly, you could you could make the argument, and this is me playing a little bit of devil's advocate here. This is not how I personally feel, but you could make the argument that the stuff about the company being hacked is not important to the reader base. Like the general public who uh logs in and wants to find out about video games from IGN don't necessarily care about like the behind-the-scenes corporate stuff. So if you tell them that like this company had a bunch of employees get their information hacked and leaked and that's it they're like all right well what does it have to do with me but then the stuff about wolverine exclusive and blah, blah 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 like all that stuff that's what they would actually tune in and click on so like you do have to put in that sort of context it's just that this particular story is really shitty because of the nature of which the information was gotten so like if you it, like let's abstract it even further right let's say uh someone at like a like a private uh company that has all sorts of internal documents that like general news journalism would be interested in should that stuff be made available, like politics and whatnot, right? Some intern gets real flus- gets real upset and like just throws a bunch of confidential documents out of the window of the building. Journalists are just around. They see that info. They're going to report on it, right? But yeah. let's say there's a terrorist attack, and that building gets blown up and people die, and the same documents get flung to the winds and journalists see it. If they would report on that, that seems way more evil than the other option but it's just the context in which you got it. Like, the job hasn't changed. It's just the context around it.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's literally, you know, you, you've made my point, basically. <laughs> it's like mm. the context of the situation is that it is not like a general, oops, I accidentally published this leak. It's a, this was stolen, ransom, blackmail, and... It, People reporting on it, like, again, can't stop anybody reporting on it. And I'm not saying you shouldn't report on
2: those leagues. Yeah, that, like, that's I, like, I like, like true to... journalism is agnostic in, in terms of whether you should or shouldn't, right? Like, true yeah, journalism well, is like, it's my job to get this information to the people. And if you're going to be gung-ho about it, that's what they do. And you, you might sometimes be the bad guy for well, doing that.
3: Yeah, well, that's like, that's the internal in games media specifically is like it's 90% access journalism I think a lot of people have a hard time admitting that, that work in mm-hmm. games media mm-hmm. like it's mostly it's mostly it's 90% rehashing press releases uh, opinions on games, columns whatever you want to call it, reviews of products that's what 90% of games media is every once in a while there's an investigative journalism deep dive report interviews with developers telling their stories, like that's 10% of what games journalism is so and developers, like I'm sorry to say, like developers have gotten so close to journalists that real journalists that they think like, oh, you should have our best interest at heart at all times. It's like, no, we're here to tell a story. Mm. And that's but like this, this specific case is like one that's like really weird to navigate because the information was stolen. Ransom off, blackmail, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, all that is super Two, shitty. Do you as a journalist, and this is like a question you would ask, we would ask ourselves in like com law, if I was back in school right now in com law yeah. and ethics, like would you would you personally report on that information? Me, I would basically tell the story of here's what happened, here's the hacking, Sony's plans for the next 10 years were leaked, uh, that's it. Like and I'm not going to go into specifics of what was leaked, but telling you what that, that leak happened, that's fine. But going into like the specific where to find everything or showcasing mm-hmm. the gameplay footage, which people have done, like that's that's beyond the scope of like what you need to actually report for the story to inform people of what's going on.
2: And that's a choice, right? It's like you, well, like, you and, could you, know, you could the, choose to do that because that, that's you kind of picking a side in the narrative of the story as opposed to just no, giving that's not all picking, the information. Let's be real about it. Like you are picking a side. You're saying that you believe that what happened was wrong and therefore you're not going to participate in the dissemination of the information that was gotten by ill yes. ways, right? So that's you taking a moral stand.
3: Well, that, yeah, that's a moral. That a, is a moral stance. That's not like on the side of the developers or the like, you as a journalist deciding ethically. This information is not something that was given to me. It was stolen. It wasn't sent to me personally or anything like that. As a, as a credible mm-hmm. source, like it, there's, I think there's a if, like jur- journalism so fallen so far by the wayside that like we use Twitter as an incredible source of information of random yeah. X users said anything. So like, I don't think anybody really truly knows what journalism journalism is supposed to be anymore. I have my idea of what it's supposed to be. Uh, and like people are afraid to disagree with me on that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, you know, just don't moral grandstand over like, Oh, I, pre- you know, I'm championing the developers. I'm all the developers. Oh, but also this league is exciting and I want to promote the shit out of this for my own gain. And you know, fuck what they think about it. And then if they call me out on that after I've spent, you know, three years on Twitter yelling about the game awards and promoting their their well-being and everything, and then, you know, yeah, like, like that, that's and that's and that's where I access journalism that, that's where access journalism gets in this weird fucking morally gray ground that a lot of people just can't res, can't figure out what they want to actually do
2: <laughs> and like, and again, I want to like I'm not passing judgment on one way or the other. like yeah. your version of like how you report this, I believe that's important. But then the other half of that, uh, for example, uh, Kotaku a while back, like they kind of made it their thing that they don't deal in access journalism, right? Like they don't accept review code for anything or early access. They would just report on the stuff as they get it. And that kind of freed them up because they didn't have this sort of cozy relationship with devs like other Mm -hmm. outlets have. So that when stuff like this did happen, they would just rack up, you know, public perception and interest because they'll report on the leaks and like they don't feel icky about it because they haven't made those connections and like and they yeah. they look at it um from the opposite viewpoint we're like well we are true journalists right like we just give the information regardless of how it gets uh disseminated to us and then the people because that's what the people want yeah. so like yeah. i think it's fine that both exist uh but like the act like the actual crime is shitty like i don't want to pretend that like this is something that people yeah, should no, be doing there's two,
3: there's two separate things there's just yeah Exactly, the crime and then people, and then like, how just how, decide? yeah, how
2: the media is going to deal with like the information that comes from it. Like, sure, like it's a super yeah. interesting conversation for sure. Yeah, it's funny. The
1: twelve years I've been doing this professionally, I've never considered myself a journalist.
2: Yeah, I've never. 20. I don't think I've ever done any
1: journalism. I mean, I've done like making of documentaries. <laughs> I guess that's had mm-hmm. like spinoff things. I've had like I, 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 I helped reveal Kojima's new studio when he opened. But that's like, that was like, that's like, that was like soft gloves. That was like little mitten journalism. Yeah, that's, so that's I, yeah, that's I never, like I never, when you, never uh, and
3: that's, that's why, like, so many people get mad about games media all the time. Like, you don't even know what you're mad about because games media really <laughs> doesn't exist outside well, the of term them. doesn't exist, like, you use the term a lot, but. It, oh, it's, yeah. I think, you know, like the term, you use it a lot. Sorry, I games media, like I, I meant, uh, games media exists. I'm talking more about, like, specific no, but, like, journalists. You use
1: that term as, like, a. it feels like a catch-all. Of, like, mm-hmm. if you work at IGN, if you work at The Escapist, if mm-hmm. you work at a mom-and-pop blog, if you work at Second Wind, if you are a YouTube essayist, like... Well, I never... I, I call
3: our, I call ourselves more commentary and, and crit- critics over journalists here, and that's why, like... Well, that's true. No, no, I'm talking about games media. Yeah, which, well, games... Uh, yeah, well, games I, media encapsulates, I think, everything that is... Mm-hmm critique reviews journal like you know that kind of investigative reporting or whatever but i think like true journalists somebody like jason schreier for example like the only time he ever writes anything is basically when it's a report on something whether people in chat like him or not doesn't matter to me because i don't really care for him either but like steven totillo his reports on axios are journalism all the time it's always involves sources and involves telling news telling a story an interview something right but, like, I, you know, like, even on Escape, it's like us rehashing news press releases. It's not really journalism. I mean,
1: it's the yeah, same that, thing. What we've ever done. I've never done a piece of journalism. In my right. Career, so right. I never say I'm a journalist. So. Yeah, no, know.
3: That, that's what, that's my point, though, is like a lot of people mm-hmm. that have never done actual journalism. Do they consider
1: themselves
4: journalists? I feel it's, like it's they do. It's on all their profiles. I like. I want
2: to like- I want to push back a little bit because like, yeah, like, Nick, Nick, you've, you've had that distinction for like a really, yeah. really long time. Um, and like part of it is true that like, yeah, like enthusiast press or like sector journalism, as someone in the chat uh, brought it up, like, yeah, it's very much tied to an industry. And it's not the same thing as like hard news, which is generally more um, associated with what you would call, quote unquote, journalism. But like there's a lot of journalism. Crossover. In games media, like games media is not inherently journalistic, but there is crossover, and like Marty, you said you've never considered yourself a journalist, but you have talked to human beings, you have told their stories to an audience. that counts like that does count as journalism,
3: yeah you know? yeah there's yeah, I mean, that's yeah doing documentaries or interviews or anything yeah, like exactly is, like that's what journalism thing I'm not is, saying they like, don't so, ever like, do yes, the
2: storytelling of like real people, even if it's not hard news like it's yeah. news to someone that does count as journalism. So, yeah, I'm not yeah. saying
3: it's not, I'm not, I never said it wasn't journalism. I was saying mm-hmm. people that can. people, a lot of people consider themselves journalists, but don't actually, but don't actually do any journalism. Pra- yeah. Right.
2: And like, because yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's close enough that, yeah, yeah. Folks can yeah. like every, I feel like I, you might've said this before even Nick, but like, I feel like anyone, um, who amounts to certain number of followers and like is a content creator might need to like take an like they might be they need to be forced to take like a media ethics class media literacy media ethics. yeah like, like there's there's very important <laughs> yeah. information that you learn in those classes that lets you know like oh this is a little shaky or like no this is perfectly fine like fair use for example is a thing that youtubers cry about all the time and like there are rules that protect you in regards to what you can and can't use. And like they'll make an argument that just doesn't make any sense because they don't know any better. Yeah, that's just, uh there was that that's where you that, learn that stuff.
3: Yeah, there was that big Instagram influencer that just went viral a couple weeks ago because it's like here here's a whole video on how I basically take people's content, repurpose it for my own game. Right, yeah. And, yeah. and Twitter was like, You're literally just stealing their content. And the guys like, No, I'm not. it's fine. It's like <laughs> <laughs> you you taking a video, changing the size of the video, and putting another video below it that's also not your content. Fair is, is absolutely like muttering out
1: a spell in the middle of a battle. If you <laughs> yeah. say fair loot, fair use, you have a fair yeah. use barrier.
3: and that's the same thing with people that like like that's not the role of journalism. Is basically that same kind of spell as like you couldn't even like when I, some of the people that were coming to my feed today and trying to compare Water reporting on Watergate versus the reporting on a video game league and I'm like, do you even know what you're saying?
2: <laughs> like, like it's ridiculous. There's a big
3: difference in public importance versus public interest. That's why they call it access journalism, because people are interested in having access to that. There you go. You learned something, chat. You didn't
1: think you learned something from three idiots, did you? I mean that's, you not official, that's, not official, that's not the official that's <laughs> not official that's
3: not the official
1: definition, but you know listen, i I, I could wash my hands clean of this because I, I just say I, I never took a journalism. I, I was a creative writing major, <laughs> so um, if you want me to, lo- to 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 make up yeah. rules of writing, I gotcha. Yeah,
3: I mean com, com law and like media ethics courses for me were like super like I didn't learn a whole lot going to get a degree in multimedia journalism, and I never throw I never throw around that I have a degree in multimedia journalism and talking to people because like the degree means nothing unless you walk the talk,
2: you know. Yeah, you have to you have to do it like, yeah, wait, like I, I had a degree and did not work in this industry for several years. Like yeah. it doesn't also, mean Also, when shit. you start
4: getting into like,
1: if you're like, I got a degree 10 years ago. I'm like, well, <laughs> well, 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 what's fuck here. <laughs> sh- yeah, <laughs> right.
3: yeah, I had a guy yeah, doing like, that to me today and I'm like looking through his videos like, when's the last time you actually did a story? I'm like, I don't give a fuck who you work for, but like, show me your actual credentials and stories and then I'll respect you as a journalist. Uh, but yeah, like there's so many, I just like, I, yeah, I, like just with social media and everything, like, God damn, like I cannot believe like media literacy is not part of like your elementary curriculum when you are on social media by the time you're like three and just knowing it might how to have to be nowadays, it, it should have been a decade ago because people don't know how to source their information. They don't know copyright. They don't know fair use they don't know any of that stuff and then (laughs) they constantly try to school you about how this stuff works and i'm like you're from a different age man (laughs) so i don't know it's it's always yeah like this like leaks leaks have been fought about over games forever uh i think that
1: main one by the way was black flag there was black flag yeah PowerPoint on his laptop on a plane, and the guy behind him was like,
3: "I mean, yeah, I mean, like, that's you know, if you're working on a project like that, maybe that's a little bit of negligence, you know, having that open on an airplane like that. I mean, it Uh, is also an invasion of privacy. Like, both things can be can be wrong. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, you know, taking screenshots of somebody else's phone—that's definitely. No, if you're on a dark
1: airplane and you have an illuminated laptop that you're able to clearly see the screen of, no matter when you get up and walk. Yeah, like it's a you gotta it's a, take a space. little bit of that in your yeah. own. I do but like a little, creep- that's, that's- little creepy. Like I do little creepies with my laptop on a plane. I'll be like, like, it's like, I don't know if you guys call them creepies, but I do them creepies.
2: Like, cause I, like, I, I get the perspective. Like this guy's on a flight, clearly, probably for work. He probably has to present something on that PowerPoint. He's like working. Like the dude is yeah, like, I need to get this space. done. But, like, does don't that change those, the like, fact that he has a job to do? Like, like when he lands, he's not I mean, going to be able to get any.
1: Don't they have those things where, like, you can only see the screen from
2: from head on? In, in first place. Like, I'm not saying that, like, it, I understand the, the situation he was in, right? It's a desperation move to, like, freaking finish a PowerPoint on a plane. Like, yeah, but he was, I have, his, his back was on against the wall, I feel like. I have a theory. You mm-hmm. are going to become a time
1: traveler, and that was you.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, why are you defending? This? Why you defending this one so hard? You simp.
4: <laughs>
1: Listen, maybe he had a really tough day. Maybe uh, he got to the airport late, had to run, and he didn't. He wasn't able to get a cup of coffee like, beforehand. I just, so. I, like, I my, my eyes even, have been opened.
3: This shit is hard. I don't even like when the person sitting next to me tries to look at what game I'm playing on a plane. I'm like, this is mine. Don't look at me. That's why I just do pornos. Whatever happened to minding your business.
1: do pornos and you got to do them loudly and then you you sort of carve yeah. out your space. No one wants to yeah. mess with you. you Nobody,
3: do yeah, don't let, don't. Casey, you, whenever you're on a plane next, do not let somebody see that you're playing Lesser from Beyond playing what less from beyond it's a code so we have a in like all the steam codes that people gave us there's like a couple codes in there for those games and i've been giving like i gave my friend uh, a free like one of our codes for dredge because he really wanted to try it and so uh as a joke i was like oh hey here's another exciting code for you and i didn't tell him what it was and then he put it in the Steam account. He's like, how do I hide like this? How do I get rid of this? <laughs> My mom's going to see. <laughs> like, it's tied to you forever. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> so he hid it from his account. But if you ever search for a- any game that starts with L, because he likes his Lego games, there's Lust from Beyond right there. <laughs> That's
1: pretty funny. They
3: should make, Traveler's Tale should make Lego Lust from Beyond.
1: Oh,
2: all those bricks falling go. apart. We <laughs> mean all that? No, none of us know what Lust from Beyond even is. <laughs> like, it, it sounds... Like a porn game. That yeah, it like absolutely is. Yeah. yeah, okay, it exactly. absolutely
3: is. It's um, like, like demon, <laughs> demon
2: porn. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's like the worst kind of porn.
3: Listen, after after the whole work massage thing, I had to like make sure all my filters were set correctly on on Steam, so I didn't prudes. see those anymore. Y'all, prudes. Y'all gaming prudes. <laughs> <laughs> uh You know who's not a gaming prude? Harry
1: Sun ninety four cuz mm-hmm. Harryson 94 gave us 5 Australian dollars. That's why Harryson's hey. not a game prude. Thank <laughs> you so much Harryson. Early 2024 is so damn stacked. Final Fantasy 7 uh, rebirth, uh, Yakuza 8, uh, Tekken 8, P3 Reload, Apollo Justice Trilogy plus, all the Indies. Also have a great holiday, fellas. Uh same to Thank you, you. Harryson. Yeah, all those games come out in, like the first two months. It's fucking nuts though. Like we're we're hitting the ground running. The 2023
2: leftovers, I'm excited.
1: It's just a lot of There's like beefsters. There's like three beefsters: Final
2: Fantasy, Persona, and Yakuza. Like those are those are hefty. Jeez, Tekken Eight too. Like Tekken Eight. Like that's like everything I keep beautiful. hearing about Tekken Eight. Like they put a lot into that game. Like they are. Yeah. But Yakuza, games, uh,
3: Final Fantasy, and Persona Three Reload—that's really, like five hundred hours of RPG right there in the first wow. month. That's a lot insane. I'm really excited. I'm 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 really
1: excited for Final Fantasy. I don't know if I've said that to you guys. I'm really
3: excited. First time. I thought you. I thought you just just became a fan of that series like this week.
1: I'm just worried. I'm worried about that flower girl. I hope she makes it out. All right. <laughs> she seems very nice and she shouldn't have anything bad. I'm,
3: I'm sure glad I never played Final Fantasy seven and avoided all the spoilers until Marty.
1: There's no way you could have avoided that. I that avoided
3: just- the red wedding.
1: That's like not the Walmart same thing.
3: Three years. That's not yeah, okay. I, I've, I've heard, I've heard about this character death more yeah. times than I can count.
1: But what, at, what's the statute of limitations? Like I'm still, I still tiptoe around the last of Us part two. A,
3: a bunch of, a bun, like a bunch of us are experiencing final fantasy seven for the first time. So get bent.
1: Uh, that's the the going to be honest. I, re- I respect that response more than anything. <laughs> 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 that would be get gift bet. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely agree with that one. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much, Harry-son. And then Gerard, uh, Tony dono. Thank you so much, Gerard. Uh, First time catching any content from you guys live. Been loving everything you've been making since I started watching last year and ZP since 07. Oh, my God. That's OG ZP. Uh, Ooh, OG ZP. I don't know what that means, but I like the way it sounded on my tongue, uh, and so it was a no-brainer to support you guys here, uh, Gerard, Thank you so much. Uh, thank it you. is great. It is equally great to see so many familiar faces uh, to to the podcast and to the streams, and also to so many new people who are like, "Oh my God, you guys do make pretty good stuff." I'm like, thank yeah, you. We, we do. Got like
3: an average of like five hundred to seven hundred concurrent viewers on every episode of Firelink. So glad you guys are enjoying. It's All I down here, from here.
1: All down here. Are you gonna get? Real, are you gonna panic? I'm nervous now. <laughs> Oh, no, what do you do with my hands? What do I do with my hands? (laughs) Um, Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, And then with Beast March, speaking of familiar faces, $10 dono. Thank you so much, Beast March. It's a small dono as a way of saying thanks for all the great content and rising from the ashes after Nick and all got unfairly canned. Hope second wind has a great 2024. Uh, Beast March, thank you so much. We have an amazing plan already. Thank you. We're very excited. Not just Adventures Night. There's things big. There's things small. There's going to be more streams. More edited videos. You'll see Casey's first edited video in the near future.
3: Mm. For
1: the bell tolls. Intriguing. I don't, I don't know what the, bell, what the bell is and what it we've, tolls. We've, had
3: some, uh, we've, had, we've already had some people leave the Patreon for too many notifications. I'm like, you guys are paying us a lot of money. You're going to get a lot of content for it. So, don't sorry. you guys
2: want these? This is what you're paying <laughs> for. <laughs> too much value <laughs> for <laughs> my money. For.
3: Yeah, too much value for my $5 a month I gave you. <laughs> the strength <laughs> of the dollar keeps
1: rising. I can't <laughs> handle it. Uh... And uh, Harry Sun, thank you so much! Another two Australian dollars. Also, please fix the Firelink logo in the bottom right.
2: What's wrong? What's wrong with the logo in the bottom What's right? The
3: logo? It's just—it's fat right now.
2: Fat Link, am I right? <laughs> Is there
1: ever a game where Link's fat?
2: That Majora's uh, Mask must have a, a fat Link version, right? Got a Goron. <laughs> got a Goron Yeah, the Goron's right? pretty pretty heavy set.
1: Yeah, but that's like, it's that like
2: for you? sturdy. It's like stout.
1: <laughs> <Sturdy>. <laughs> you know, that's one of those guys where it's like, oh, he's got crazy string, strong. Like,
2: he's one of those strong men.
1: Like Andre mm-hmm. the Giant. Uh, Stephen Brown, welcome to the tip jar. Thank you so much, S. Brown. Uh, Chaotic Archon, five Australian dollars. Uh, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Seeing what you guys have achieved this year is inspiring. Stay safe over the holidays. Much love from Australia. Sometimes Thank I forget you. that in Australia, already tomorrow. Oh, yeah. crazy. That's true. Think about the stuff they know that we don't know yet. Do you guys ever think about how Australia didn't stop 9-11? They they were already on 9-12 and they didn't say a goddamn thing. They they tried to tell us, but it was already the next day. (laughs) Yeah, I think about that a lot. Uh, Nick doesn't seem like he thinks about that. Nick's like, I want to talk about journalism again. (laughs) What what are we doing? Uh, Just to clarify, I don't blame Australia for 9-11. (laughs) <laughs> just just uh, to make that clear <laughs> just clarify hugh jackman you're fine taking
3: all my notes for where we need hr <laughs>
1: uh dmb land with a five dollar dono thank you so much didn't this hack reveal that sony wanted to raise the prices of games to 80 to 100 dollars by 2027 not defending hacks but this is stuff we should know about um there is information in there that uh, there is like a, a argument that could be made that this should be public information however planning documents we probably have a document somewhere that says ten thousand dollar a month patreon member question (laughs) mark and like that doesn't mean you're gonna you're gonna see that um so uh, we said i think we said similar things with the microsoft uh the microsoft well i granted they leaked themselves but uh earlier in the year (laughs) where we were like when they were like should we buy nintendo i'm like well yeah of course he wants to buy nintendo
4: like yeah, if,
3: uh, of course, Sony's gonna say we want to charge eighty to one hundred dollars for our games because they're not thinking about like the average consumer. They're thinking yeah. about their shareholders and bottom line. But then you know, yeah. oh, turns out, well, I don't know. Game gamers are kind of weird. They bought the day before, um, so maybe maybe we would pay eighty to one hundred dollars for a game. So who the fuck knows? But I won't pay I eighty didn't buy one hundred dollars.
1: Only only dopes like you bought the day before. I
3: returned it while I was on stream. I conged. I conged and I saved up. I saved multiple people from buying it.
2: Damn, uh, I did it. I did a good thing. You're telling me there were people who tuned into the stream that you told them to go watch, and were like, "Maybe I should buy this game. I'll wait till Nick tells me otherwise." Yeah. All right. Yeah, I wanted to see if it had got the Nick
1: and Frost, the old frosty Nick seal of approval.
3: All right. Frost Nick was Frost, was, Frost was driving me nuts at that stream. He's like, "This game doesn't look so bad." Just kind of, I was like, "Yo, no, Frost, stop
4: it. it. Does,
0: stop it. No. Don't you start. Ross Don't you start. I'm
1: Eric, avoid the shit out we of you. We were on the same team for Gollum of the hyperbole. And this, you see this Gollum's time. an actual
3: game. I could but shut the it up the day before. There.
1: But again, the hyperbole in every game this year has just been constantly hyperbole. Forspoken's the worst game ever made. Fucking Gollum's the worst dumb. game ever made. Rock Red A-City's Red City's the worst game, game ever made. Right. The, the, the day before
3: does, isn't even a game. There's nothing to do.
1: Some people have said that about Suica and look at Suica sore.
3: There's a core loop to that game. The day before is not even has a loop. It doesn't have any. Fruit. I thought its loop was just boring and bad. There is no. There's no loop. You can't like even you, find the loot that you need to return to get the fucking vision. Are we Done. saying loop or loot? Loop. We're saying the same those thing. It wraps a session. Loop it to. Yeah, they're, they're, that that game that it was not even a game. It was full of... Bad. No, no. Yeah. If that counts as a game, then I can develop
2: that in two seconds on. Unreal engine and sell it (laughs) isn't there a game called i am bread which is literally like a slice of bread or something yeah it's a
3: game it's it's like a physics platformer Exist
2: as a not you're a sentient slice
4: of
3: bread
2: (laughs) you're (laughs) not just like a regular place spawners of of slice of bread look at it yeah i okay i am bread is not the game i was thinking of but there is (laughs) there is another game which is a, a clear like like a mobile cash-in type thing, where like you don't really do anything other than buy the game. <laughs> like well, stuff like this has existed before.
1: Does it have a good sense of place? Because that's all I want. The game is a good sense of place. <laughs> <laughs> Give me money are, to feel how like. How are the uh, vistas? How are the vistas in my slice of bread? I want to see over the counter mm-hmm. and see as far as the uh, the end table uh will cooling with a five pound dono thank you so much will journalism is broader than just reporting columnists features critics uh they might not be reporters but they're still opinion journalists and should act ethically i agree i think
3: yeah i mean there's yeah anytime you publish something on the internet you should probably be ethical about it
1: (laughs) yeah everyone should just also be a little bit better everyone on the internet a little meaner than they should be
4: I feel like like everyone on the internet who talks,
1: they talk a level of shit that if you wouldn't say it to someone's face, you shouldn't be talking like that on the internet. Just thought. Bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Marty will say that to your face. Yes. I will. Yeah, I will. I would do that. Um, James Morgan. Title I don't know. Thank you so much James. Uh stealing game info is bad, but stealing uh, employee info is much worse. than social security numbers, uh addresses, uh phone numbers. I completely agree. That's passports mm-hmm. and photos. That's uh that's personal identification. That's that's the information of spouses and children, healthcare information. It's all it's it's awful. It's
2: terrible. People don't, yeah. don't deserve that. Yeah, no, they don't that, deserve it. They and especially like don't. the people who were defending uh, like, like oh don't don't like simp for a corporation. Like no, those are human beings. <laughs> Like, like that part of the attack is affecting human lives, not yeah. some company's bottom line. So, like, yeah, if yeah lakes, it wasn't the
3: fucking Sony CEO that got leaked. And if it did, that's still not good. Like, it was the people making the damn games that you supposedly enjoy getting well, leaked. No one hurts
2: Big Jim Ryan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> big Mountain Jim Ryan. Uh, are you guys going to miss Jim Ryan? No. no.
2: I don't right think he should have got that
1: job
3: in the first place. One versus two, someone who's going to miss him. Yes. This is a. I, I, yeah, I'm mostly like obviously big tangent, but I'm super curious like if it was his plans for Sony to go down this huge service route, or if it's Herman Hulse,
1: Herman, who was uh, was the head of uh, Guerrilla Games, the Horizon developer, who is now the head of uh, Sony's PlayStation Studios worldwide, mm-hmm. worldwide. I
2: mean, um, the book would stop with Jim Ryan on that. Like he he would be the one who would say.
3: Yeah, I'm mostly like, just curious like clan, how much right? involvement Herman has in that. Or if he's the one like finally saying, like, no, now that Jim's gone, let's get these projects out of here. You want to get yeah, in Herman's head, don't you? What? A little Herman's head joke. You remember Herman's uh... head?
1: No? Casey? No. I was looking at I you because you're a fellow old chat one person in chat remembers yeah, I don't, Herman's head. I don't, I don't and know. And that person right is. now, is hooting, comma, hollering. <laughs> They're having a great time right now on a Tuesday <laughs> <laughs> evening. Uh do you think uh, Tangent, do you think uh Naughty Dog canceling uh, the Last of Us multiplayer game is. Uh, do Do you think that is a sign of things to come for those other nine or whatever unannounced uh, multiplayer games that they've hundred percent. Oh. Yeah,
3: Absolutely. I mean if they can't if they can't get the Last of Us right, like, factions had a work a model that a pretty niche community enjoyed, but I mean like, yeah, you put Naughty Dog name on that after Last of Us, Last of Us Two, and everything, and it's a Last of Us multiplayer project. I mean, it's a. Uh, big lack of confidence in their ability to actually release a life service project. And if that, you know, if the people behind destiny, which are telling you like, no, this isn't going to (laughs) work, probably listen to them. That being said, I don't know. Like they haven't made the greatest decisions with destiny. So (laughs) Sony's in a weird spot. Sony's in a weird spot where they, they put a lot of their eggs in that life service basket. And I don't think, I don't like, I think we had a podcast back on breakout where I said, I don't think we're going to see more than three of those games ever exist.
1: You have to say about eggs; They never go bad.
3: I, I yeah, I'm fully expect. I, I, I'm I'm a fair like just the name of that game. Fair games like as much as I don't want to like ever advocate for a project to fail or cancel or anything like that. Just the name alone does not instill confidence in me in that game being good. Nor did it. Yeah. yeah. Nor
4: did it. it nor it nor it did it's its like Reveal trailer.
2: No. Yeah,
1: it's revealed. Its reveal trailer didn't uh, didn't feel like it had its best foot forward. Those are hard nope. games to sell with a reveal trailer um remember hyenas that? no Ooh,
3: finals finals <laughs> sold mana. a reveal trailer immediately
1: <laughs> um destruction that canceled didn't
3: it hyenas yeah. got canceled yeah 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 Cancel i played the beta though. for that it wasn't very good i hate, hate to sound mean but it was not good and the developers knew it wasn't it's good either
1: hard i think it's hard to sell a multiplayer game in a trailer
3: i i think they're very I I think outside of the Fortnite audience, people are very sick of very specific aesthetics, and it's the uh, uh, anti-corporate aesthetic. While it's being made by a, a corporate game studio, <laughs> just doesn't really come off as genuine, and just and like there's no sense of style or place in it. It's just kind of a bunch of shit on the screen. Fortnite, yeah, but people love yeah. Fortnite because like they made it
2: work. People love Fortnite because it's soup, like it. Like, yeah. what do you like? Do you like anime? Here's some anime. What do you do you like? Race cars? Do you like sports? I like Star Wars? What, what do you like? What do you like, kids?
1: <laughs> is, is Pope in that game yet?
2: Is Obama in that game? That was a real question. I think so. That second yeah, one was think, real. First one was fake. I don't I mean, think Obama's to... in that game, but I would not okay. be surprised if he just was and we just didn't like. He just wasn't big enough. <laughs>
1: like, have a Obama, new <laughs> John Cena, Naruto, and fucking Kylo Ren <laughs>
2: just hanging
4: mm. out. <laughs>
1: uh i want to contest like the weirdest foursome in that game foursome as in like four characters not the weirdest four characters yeah i want like a screenshot of the weirdest four characters in fortnite i wonder what the weirdest mix you can do is
2: of so like non-original fortnite characters not like, like like the banana man or the the no, muscle no. cat but like yeah i mean IP i not know no. that should yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: because like smash has a for- had like you could do that in smash and be like wow, well, how did this happened <laughs> Like how did Wee Fit Trainer and Sephiroth and Rob the Robot and you know fucking like finding like Belmont
2: Kazia grabbing this ice climber woman <laughs>
1: yeah. and why is her partner <laughs> saving her?
2: Oh no,
3: some Steven Brown's gonna be mad that we're not talking about twenty twenty three games yet.
1: Uh, <laughs> getting there soon? No, we're not getting there soon because fat cock. That's why we're taking a pause with ah, right. that cock. Ten dollar dono, thank you so much. As someone who's invested four hundred and fifty-three hours in a Starfield, I can safely say, yeah, it's okay. Did you really play four hundred and fifty-three hours of that game?
3: Damn you! You easily you you could. Uh, yeah, the, the, I'm
1: just I'm just surprised that game. Not even that game. That game came out in September. That game came out like. Three months ago, <laughs> that just wasn't yeah, very long.
3: Like he's just been lived playing in, Starfield, lived and slept in that game.
1: Yeah, that's just a lot. Yeah, um, I wonder if Starfield's gonna be on any of our lists. Might be on Nick's list. I feel like Nick was very positive on Starfield.
2: I'll bet you money it's not on
1: Nick's list. Did he? What, did he post his list somewhere?
2: No, I just no. It's okay. not.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna take that bet. <laughs> I'm gonna take that bet, Nick. Well, I I feel like we've we've sullied the waters right now because yeah, it's like now I could
3: just also, choose who I want to, to screw over more.
2: List. Well, he, you're, he Nick is here sitting here talking about integrity. You're gonna cheat, Nick? That's what you're I, I
3: me? did. I did not make a list, and I did not check it twice.
1: <laughs> One fucking job. But you know who did their job? Gerard again. Five dollars. Thank you so much. An extra you five. Did not do so your like- job. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh fuck, fuck up. <laughs> Speaking of someone who didn't fuck up. Uh, it's pronounced like jewelry store, Jared, pro tip, keep mispronouncing it so I could donate again. I will not know. I'll, I'll 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 pronounce it as Jared. <laughs> I, I, just, I, got, could, I usually see it spelled the opposite. But you know what? <laughs> Sometimes we learn. Live, laugh, learn.
3: Stephen Brown also said not mad, Nick, relax. Just wasn't sure what we were talking about I know you're not mad. <laughs> Stephen Brown. Now you're mad. Ended up to here.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you, I go, you,
1: you chill out. <laughs> I go any higher, it is going to get crazy. Uh, I don't know Is that you, Nick? <laughs> like, How is it not, Nick? It's
2: hilarious to me.
1: <laughs> no end of your persona? Nick, you're neglecting me. <laughs> this is this a conversation busy. you're having with yourself, Nick? <laughs> I've been busy. Suck it up. We all have problems. Uh, we're, no, no end of your persona. We pro- I promise, as God is my witness, we will do persona. Before Valentine's Day. I was going to say in January, but I wanted to give myself an extra couple of weeks. <laughs> we will do it in the first six weeks of the year. It'll be great. Um, I don't know if we will. We probably won't. I will probably. <laughs> I, I lied. We, we, be. we will get
3: there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out.
1: It's
2: coming.
3: Uh, uh, new, new year, new problems. We'll figure, figure it out. Uh,
1: Personas, is uh, one of the things that shows up in every loading screen. A little tagline take your time. So think about that. Oh. we're taking our time.
4: Great
1: advice. Uh Urbanum 50 Polish Swoty. Thank you so much Urbanum. All that arguing feels like Christmas at home already. Wishing you <laughs> a merry one and looking forward to whatever you're uh up to next year, Urbanum. Thank you so much. We got the goodies for you next year, I promise. The goodiest of the goodies. Pat Ward 499 Dono, thank you so much. Australia didn't warn us about 9-11. Oh, very worried about where this is going. Oh, that's where the Fiverr from Marty's Fever. That's nice. Uh, whichever comes first, Metroid Prime 4 release or The Elder Scrolls
2: 6 window uh, release Metroid window. Metroid Prime 4.
3: It's not even yes. a question.
2: Because Well, if it's a real game. <laughs> yeah, well, they, I, they said the I release am, window, not like the actual game's release. I am a more confident that... No.
1: If Metroid Prime 4 releases it will release before The Elder Scrolls 6. However, in my opinion, Elder Scrolls 6 has 100% chance of a releasing, and Metroid Prime 4 has like a 55% chance of being <laughs> real.
2: Pat, Pat Ward wasn't talking about The Elder Scrolls 6 release. He says the release window. So when we know when it might release, but will we get metric Prime for
1: <laughs> remember when they uh at e3 2022 uh they said uh, this oh no e3 2021 they said our game is coming out november 11th 2022 for uh for starfield
4: <laughs> yeah. 18
1: months out they called their shot babe ruth pointed to the goddamn moon and then they missed it by nine months i'm just i'm just saying when <laughs> someone gives us a release oh. window like i just that was not a window that was a date though <laughs> that was a, <laughs> a date yeah
3: he said we're gonna do it <laughs>
1: they were that's, gonna that's land our shit of... on the
3: moon on this date
1: that's the kind of confidence i <laughs> only reserve for saying things on podcasts that i will end up forgetting one <laughs> day inevitably don't come <laughs> yeah, true dude, as good, god man. is my witness uh and then dylan apocalypse gifted 20 whole oh, subs over on the youtube thank you so much dylan congrats to everyone who got your subbies welcome to the Green Gang. Guys, is it time to get to the topic?
2: I think so. 57 minutes
1: might be. into this B. We only have
2: one topic, which is fine. And this and is the that's... last podcast of the year, so we could just do this until tomorrow.
3: It's my time. Enjoy your long <laughs> podcast, you time stampers.
1: Oh, this is an easy timestamp, though, because it's 58 minutes. I'm going to write down 58 minutes. No, Ooh. our favorite games of the year. Um, what if What would you say this year if you'd have to rate this year on a scale of 1 to 10? just in terms of the video games not the drama not the industry not the tour it had on humans (laughs) how would you how would you rate this year
2: uh i don't think i'm alone in saying that this was kind of a a a 10 year like i this might actually be the best single year for video game releases ever like regardless of like what has come out in the past and the impact it has had going forward we've had a couple of those that might impact games going forward and we've had just amazing sequels to games that we've known and loved for a very long time. Tons of indie stuff uh, that came out and represented stuff that revitalized long dormant franchises like 2023 freaking kicked ass in terms of just actual good ass video games. And it's not even finished yet guys. <laughs> it's what not I, even done yet.
1: How is it possible? Um, Nick.
3: What yeah. number would you sign? I would, uh, yeah, I think I would, I would agree with that. I think I spent, I think I enjoyed more games that I play this year than any other year in recent memory. And I, so much so that like, I haven't been able to even keep up with the games I wanted to play nor finish them. <laughs> so, yeah, and not for a lack of not wanting to finish them, <laughs> just for a lack of like, I, you know, when you're in games and media is like, I got to jump from the next game to the next game. Like I I legit kind of for like I didn't even fucking remember like Wolong Fallen Dynasty came out this year. Yeah, it sure did. And then like Wild Frost came out this year. We had Jedi Survivor this year. Like hardly think about that coming coming out. Final Fantasy Dead Island Two. Like damn, yeah, just a lot.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm 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 hesitant to give a ten in the moment. I don't want to be a a prisoner of the moment. It might Mm -hmm. be a ten year. I would say I would, I would I'm gonna I'm gonna safely give it a nine and we'll see how it feels a few years from now, um, but I do think this is up there with with your 98s, your your 2001s, your 2007s, your, mm-hmm. your your 2017s. This is probably this is probably of my lifetime. I would say I would say this is probably a top fiver, maybe like right around five. But it's been great, and uh, I hear the uh, I think the main criticism this year has is so many of the games probably we're gonna talk about over the next hour or so, uh our sequels, our remakes, our sixteenth installments, our you know <laughs> remakes of classic you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um especially in the triple A space, I would say. Uh I think we saw less innovation there. Than we have in some of those previous years, especially like your '98s when, when you know, Half-Life and Ocarina of Time and Melgar Solid. Some of these franchises that we're going to be talking about today had their kind of birth. Um, mm. But uh, between the, the the top tier of those games, along with just incredible indie after incredible indie, um, yeah, it's been it's been a banner year. And there's still a handful of games I want to play over Christmas break that I know are going to be in my top ten and probably my top five. I'm looking at you, Alan Wake. I know when I want to give myself to Alan Wake 2, I am like almost positive that is going to be one of my games of the year.
2: Yeah, I'm really excited to try that out. I have not gotten a chance yet. Yeah. And like it's and that's not normally a genre that I care about, but like everything I've seen about it like makes me interested and like I, I love that world. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll give it a shot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um wide feed uh, really quick in the green gang. Thank you so much. Wide feed uh, 2023 is the gift that keeps on giving uh, in terms of games. Yeah. And like we said, it's looking at January and February. That shit is not stopping, which is very exciting. Um, how do we, how do we want to go through this? Um, Do you guys think <clears> there's <throat> listed like an order? Are you a weirdo like me that keeps spreadsheets? <laughs> do you keep spreadsheets on games?
3: You play? I don't keep spreadsheets. I mean, I, I, your, uh, apps I should do that. Phones. I do. It's, it's I did my, I, uh, yeah, I did my Twitter list again. Uh, so I did, I did, uh, back at the escape if you obviously didn't pay attention to what any of us did and just Yossi, uh, <laughs> I set a goal for myself to complete 30 games this year, or I had to play a game of the community's choosing. That would be absolutely terrible. Uh, but I,
2: I easily beat 30 games.
3: How many games do you think you beat? Casey? Uh,
2: how many, uh, three mrs that i do from (laughs) january to now (laughs) like that like that is like the baseline and then you could probably add a couple through a bunch of games
1: you know you got through all the half-life series got through
2: yeah uh, that stuff stuff too yeah the the thing is most of my game library is documented (laughs) like that's like when i'm playing video games in most cases it's for work nowadays like i don't play a ton in my leisure and when i do play um it's it's stuff like smash yeah, <laughs> it's like it's comfort food. Stuff like Smash.
1: It's, you can just say Smash.
2: No, I mean, there was a there was a stint where like um, Street Fighter 6 was 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 taken up that time. And I wish I could get back to it. I've also been did doing that te- with Armored Core 6, which I did not play. Tekken's
1: gonna... did Tekken's I'll gonna,
2: probably I'll probably get Tekken because uh, like I have a friend group that's really, really big on Tekken. Tekken is probably my least favorite of all these sorts of games. But like it's it's adding a bunch of cool ass like features around its fighting system that I think is worth checking out. Like all this replay stuff, it's ghost stuff. Uh, it's like training modes and uh, lobby stuff. It has like a, an arcade based story mode. That's an entirely separate thing from its regular story mode that has like giant CGI anime-esque cutscenes about uh, the mushimis beating the shit out of each other. Uh, I might, yeah, I might mess around with Tekken 8. I was Does not have, excited like, for it until... I like
1: Tekken 3 when it had like, the, it had, like a big bear and like a piece of wood. I think wood, that bear's still in there. A little dinosaur. Like the dinosaur Gun, I think his name was. He's a little yeah, a little like
2: he had like punching ju-
1: uh, gloves or something on, right? Yeah, you can't be having knee high characters in these games <laughs> You got to be a little bit bigger, um, like a little Yoda, like a little Yoda. Uh, yeah, let's uh, Casey. Let's start. Let's start with yours. You you listed, <coughs> uh, you listed five uh, standout games. One of them being uh, Street Fighter Six. Um, yeah,
2: I just. I was a stream of consciousness and just stuff that I love from this year. This list is longer in actuality, but like, I can't like, this is why like I'm stupid for not keeping the list. Cause I should. But um, I've, I've said this a couple of times. I think my favorite game to release this year is Lies of P. Mm. Like I re- like the, the more time I spent away from my time with that game, the more I've like missed it and what it's done and like how it felt to go through. Uh, like I started watching videos about his lore just to, like reimmerse myself in like what's been going on in that game. Like it's such a good freaking souls game for, especially for it not to be f- uh, a game made by FromSoft. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's arguably the best game in that genre,
1: not made by FromSoft and it's arguably a top tier <laughs> top five, top three game in that genre. Even if you include FromSoft.
2: Yeah. Like it's, it's better than some of FromSoft's actual games in the genre. <laughs> yeah. like, if, like if you prefer Bloodborne to like any of the Dark Souls, it's as good as Bloodborne. So basically it's sitting on top of all the Dark Souls games for you. If, if you're more Bloodborne slash Sekiro versus, you know, regular Souls games. So yeah. it, it's, an, it's an amazing achievement. I loved it to death. Um, I'm so probably going to play it again at some point.
1: So it's interesting that you have this game at the top of your list because we have a different non-FromSoftware Souls-like in the art and it is a game that yes, you reviewed, yeah. but I don't think you were quite as fond of as uh, Nick was. So Nick, that's yeah, uh, why you love Lords of the Fallen so much. Yeah,
3: I'd put I'd put Lords of the Fallen, I think, as my favorite game this year. Um, probably the game I spent the most time with, and I just really couldn't put it down. I, I really liked Eliza P2, but God, that last section of that game is such a bad difficulty spike that it was making me rage. Uh, Lords of the Fallen did not have that. Uh, it was a much more... Uh, balance experience for me, I think. Uh, really? Just, uh, yeah. that You cannot tell me that last castle you got to go through and, and Liza P is not a ridiculously overstuffed difficulty spike with so many enemies like, that you can't do anything but run through it.
2: <laughs> I can tell you that because... That is what. That is not what I did. I did not have to run through that last section. It did get crazy. Like, you're right. Like, they started putting like really, really tough enemies. But it was manageable if you were engaging with the game systems in a way that I felt like Lords of the Fallen was not mm. hand, like, it was not copying. Like, from the very beginning, as soon as you get out into the world of Lords of the Fallen, they were out to prove that they were like bigger and badder and harder than everybody else in a way that just was not fun to me. And I, I hear they fixed that since then. So I do want to go back and try it out because that game is, I liked a lot about that game other than just its, its take on difficulty. Yeah, I, didn't, say I, how didn't say how I didn't even different find Lords of the Fallen those. that difficult. <laughs> how different
1: are both those games now compared to when they released in terms of updates?
3: Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't, I mean, I haven't gone back to of P, but like Lords of the Fallen, they balanced out. You know re- the the hardest areas that were very unbalanced in terms of like how many enemies were there. Like they fixed um, performance was fine by the end of it. So I don't know. I like Lords of the Fallen for me was just more like I found the gameplay more fun. Uh, just my specific taste. I like the X. Ex- I think the design of the world in Lords of the Fallen is leagues ahead of Liza P. Liza P. has a very a pretty world. I don't think it's like map design is the best. It's very Quite linear. There's not a whole lot of exploration I do in Liza P. Um,
2: it <clears throat> It is a more linear game. Yeah. Um, but I honestly feel like Lords of Fallen is just as linear. They just do a better job in hiding it. And to me, that's a bad thing because they'll send you on a path that you're not sure is the right way. And then it'll eventually loop you back to the right way. And. For me, it, it'll feel like it wasted my time because, like, the rewards were usually things that weren't worth the hassle of all the extra dumb, mm. hard-ass enemies that are on that path. Like, yeah. I I was always annoyed by that.
3: But yeah, again, we probably I never, to fix
2: that with the de- with the density thing now.
3: Yeah, I never I never felt lost in Lords of the Fallen. Like, I wanted to explore every nook and cranny of that world to find new gear and upgrades and stuff. And like, when I when I lost my first save, uh, and I had to replay it again. And I go to the same areas, and then I like go a different route, and I find a whole new section of the game. Like that gives me that same sense of like Dark Souls three or Elden Ring, where I was like, "Oh man, I didn't even know this place existed," and then I found it. And like you know, that sense of discovery is what I love about Souls games. and like Lords of the Fallen hit that for me on every mark, despite some frustrations. But personally, like I'm just I'm like beyond excited for what that team does next because they're going to take those learnings, and I think they're going to craft something really, really good. Um, it. It felt
1: like a uh, uh, both of those games felt very much like um, like inaugurating moments for those two studios of mm. like oh shit yeah we're like welcome to the club kind of thing mm-hmm. like you're like they're gonna be looked at when their next project gets announced um, absolutely not with the, not with the, at the same level of FromSoft but like they're they're in the club. Like so, they're in the like at well, fucking at the end of uh, Phantom Menace when uh, the the emperor before he's emperor like looks at Jake Lloyd and is like, "Oh, we're gonna watch your career with great anticipation." That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Except we're not gonna like groom him into becoming a, a mass murderer. Um, another another developer I know on on the list uh, of of Casey's games. And you talked about this game last week. Is I think uh, Gunfire with Remnant Yeah.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't even. Got, I have Remnant One, and, and I haven't even gotten a chance to go back to it yet. Remnant Two, yeah. Remnant
1: Two, I have Remnant Two and Liza P. I have downloaded on my Xbox, but I have not started either of them because they both uh, Liza P. launched on Game Pass. Remnant Two came to yeah, game it Pass, just came so to basically. Game Pass a little while ago. Um, but yeah, what's uh you talked about it last week a little bit, but but like what what was it about Remnant Two that really clicked with you?
2: Um yeah, again, like it is it is very similar to the first game in that it's it's another. It's not as much of Souls like, but like it it takes a lot of souls trappings and then puts them in like really fun third person uh like shooter gameplay. Um it like mixes all the fun of uh like loot gathering because like it's not so much that it's gear-based, it's that you get to do interesting stuff. Like your weapons are like based on like the bosses that you beat. So like if a boss has a weird, cool attack that he's doing to you, the weapon drop you get will give you access to that weird, cool attack. And then you can take that and use it against other stuff in the world. So it's just it's just fun to explore. And like 2 has just ramped all of that up. Like the different worlds that you go to have unique lore, stories, characters. And like, it's genuinely interesting to learn about like what's going on in that space while you're also like shooting all the enemies and like collecting as much gear as you can. Um, like the combat feels good um like there's tons of secrets packed into everything like not just like not just like secret paths but like there's there are like secret puzzles like stuff that you come across and you don't realize what it does or what function it serves until sometime later until you go look up a guide or a friend tells you oh i did this thing and this happened So like and, and the fact that it randomly generates those worlds and still manages to keep the mystique alive like You'll you'll be in a version of the same world, but like you'll find stuff you just haven't seen before and are experiencing for the first time over and over again. Like you don't know how deep the well goes, and like they can release an update that just deepens it even further. And like you you'll be none the wiser. Like I just think it's really really cool. Like I'm revisiting it with friends, and I I'm having a blast. Like it was the first time I was playing it. It's just really awesome.
1: Yeah, that's great. That's that's also on my list of shame that I should have played at some point this year, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, By virtue of these jobs, there are too many games and not enough hours in the day. Um, I think apart from uh, those studios that uh, sort of uh, cemented themselves and put themselves on the map, uh, so to speak, I think there was a lot of reaffirming of studios that are like, oh, you're really fucking good at what you do. And that is making really entertaining games. Uh, uh, The two that come to mind sort of in that uh, slice are uh, Spider-Man 2 and Jedi Survivor. And those two games are very familiar to their predecessors, but they learned the right lessons and uh, Respawn and Insomniac uh, have both. The, we've known this about them forever. In terms of AAA studios, they might have the best feeling characters. Like Respawn and Insomniac, if you go back to Titanfall and, and Apex and stuff, and then mm-hmm. if you go to Insomniac with everything from Sunset Overdrive to Spider Man. Um, they they understand that the 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 f- gameplay feel of getting from point A to point B is uh, can do so much to to draw the player in, and I think both those games are again not reinventing the wheel, but just like really fucking good. Like, uh, Casey, your video on a game. Uh, that'll be up in the near future. We t- it talks a little bit about how like, sometimes you don't like as much as we want to see what is the next new thing? Like what is something that we haven't seen before sometimes doing the familiar and doing it really well and really confidently. And at a really high level um, is incredibly impressive and something mm-hmm. that like we should kind of cherish. So I get that with, we have both Spider-Man and, and Jedi survivor. I feel like they kind of got left a little bit at the wayside when it comes to the conversation on, on, game of the year if only because they were so good but also pretty familiar to their predecessors
3: <laughs> somebody in the comment does not like that I do not like the tower and Liza P <laughs> like, I, I the, beat the game like what do you want from me
1: <laughs> you could have just talked about the games I was talking about Nick,
4: <laughs> Nick <laughs> I, I, I'm just laughing at it's the comment Nick, think no, about, the, think
1: the about we, have, we have tens of thousands of people just listening to He's conversations yes dad Okay, just that's fine. Just do better next time. Uh, Kingdom Commoner with a five dollar dono. Thank you so much. Liza P glitched out on hard uh, and hardlocked me for 95 minutes in, so I took it as a sign and returned it. You know, sometimes games click. sometimes mm-hmm. they don't click for uh, for for you know reasons like that, and other times they don't click for uh, you know, I don't know, it's just not it's your like jam.
2: actual like design reasons. Yeah, yeah, that's odd, like because uh, I watched like the Digital Foundry review for Liza P and like they managed to optimize the crap out of that game. Like it ran really well on like all platforms. Mm-hmm. So like, that's, that's surprising that, uh, folks are having technical issues, issues, but like, did you play it on PC? Cause I'm assuming yeah. if you return. Yeah. Yeah. Like
3: <laughs> I didn't have any problems yeah. on PS5. Yeah.
1: We're not saying consoles better, but,
2: Nobody.
1: um, <laughs> and then, uh, King dead, uh, $2 down. 0, thank you so much. Marty mentioned sunset overdrive. Take a drink. Goddamn Right. Uh, uh, talking about games that sometimes it's uh, you're like, I know this is good, but this probably just isn't for me. Um, Baldur's Gate.
3: Yeah. Uh, it's, my, it's my second favorite game of the year. Yeah. Tell Even though I haven't. Sort of poetic. It, yeah. Uh, I just, I think layering's ahead of the game of anybody else right now in terms of RPG design. Um, uh, yeah, maybe in, in gameplay. Like I think this Elysium and all that is up there with, you know, the choice-based design and everything, but, uh, Baldur's Gate 3, in terms of, like, they literally, they literally take immersive sim elements and put it into a giant CRPG, and the way that game just kind of lets you play and solve solutions to things in any way you kind of can come up with within reason, uh, just, their design wows me on that, like, I don't think there's any studio that even comes close to them in terms of that. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I haven't, I kind of soured on it in act three. Like I I really want to go back to it. Um, I think one of the issues for me is like, I, I'm more like, like naturalistic fantasy designs and like so much of act three takes place in the city. So it kind of becomes a little, a little boring visually. Uh, Um, but other than that, like I definitely want to, uh, yeah, I want to, want to wrap up the story, love the characters, like, definitely very happy that Larian finally took home a game of the year award cuz it was a long time coming for them uh and i uh, yeah cannot wait to see what they do next like people are clamoring for them to do like a uh take on nights of the old republic and i'm like please god let that happen i want Larian to do all this, do a star wars game <laughs> i think it'd be I want incredible saber
1: interactive to make more no was that who is connected to the, uh, the uh, as
3: asper first
1: asper
3: <laughs> the King says, Nick wants Baldur's get through or less Baldur's Gate. Nah, no, not really that. It's just, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of, it might have been just because I put like 40, 50 hours into the game very quickly, and then I burned out on it because I had to get to other things. So, you know, I did this, the same thing I have with Divinity Original Sin too. I got to the final act, and the final act is always the longest in their games. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta take a little break and come back to this. Uh,
1: yeah, like yeah. I already... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Marty. No, Larian might be the thing we were talking about earlier about like sort of uh, studios feeling like they leveled up. Like Larian might be the one that did level up to like, oh, you're you're in the VIP room now. Like you are. Oh, yeah. You are in the same conversation as from and first party Nintendo games and Naughty Dog and everything like that. Yeah,
3: they're they're at where Bioware was at in their prime for RPGs. (laughs) as we know it's
1: like anyone can rise and fall though because i feel like <laughs> you would say that's where cd project red red was well, uh you know eight mm-hmm. years ago and yeah. then three years ago we'd be like no 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 you're in the dungeons and now it's like all right you can come back you did good
3: <laughs> yeah i just knowing knowing swan and his story like and just like how involved in every aspect of these games he's in like i don't ever i don't see larry ever happy, having that issue <laughs> Like that is a out of the studios. Like I've, I've done docs with aside from like, you know, two person indie teams that is like the least corporate feeling studio I've ever been to. Like it's just, yeah <laughs> just but having a like this fun level environment. Success, yeah, cha- it yeah. It can yeah, change you. Yeah. It can't
1: change you.
2: Power corrupts. Absolutely. They say
1: <laughs> that was a, that was a Casey original too. So if you is ever it? hear someone else say that, uh, get mad at them that they didn't attribute it to Casey. Yeah. I've never heard that before. So yeah. Um, the last the last few AAA games I want to talk about on my list before we move on to more indie stuff. Uh, Casey, you mentioned Capcom and and uh, Street Fighter earlier. Uh, Capcom is one of those studios talking about a turnaround that over the past couple of years has like
4: they, went from they do kind not of miss a
1: laughing, laughing stock to like legit feel like they do not miss. Uh, you know we had Resi, the Resi two and three remakes. Uh, we had uh, Double May Cry Five uh, Street Fighter. Obviously, Monster Hunter, the new one coming out uh, in a mm-hmm. few years, but uh Resident Evil 4 remake to me uh, was sitting right alongside uh, that and Dead Space as like, if we're going to be doing this whole thing, <laughs> where and we are going to be doing this whole thing because we're doing this whole thing again with Silent Hill and we're doing this whole thing again with, with Metal Gear Solid 3. If we're going to be doing this whole thing, do it like that. Do it to that <laughs> level of quality um don't half-ass it like if you do it like that then yes you can just keep remaking things forever um <laughs> because it's just so impressive like the games feel like new games or they feel like they feel in my memory uh which is which is just really impressive for both uh, yeah. z4 and for for dead space um in terms of remake they feel like high watermarks in terms of reader remakes that I, I think is gonna be unrealistic to expect from other games of the ilk like the two i mentioned
4: also
2: like like do i've very much just never been able to get resident evil do you think that there's something in the remakes that would like change that or is it still like it's so faithful to like what made those games so great that like really only people who are into resident evil which are most people to be fair like they're gonna get you know get the full experience
3: was it the story that you didn't like or the gameplay? Cause I feel it like was the gameplay.
2: Liked, it was a gameplay.
3: That's a, uh, yeah. Cause I feel like if you really liked dead space one and two and three, I feel like you would like the remakes, not the originals.
1: Yeah. Like Resi, I think the gameplay of Resi two remake and Resi four remake, I think you would, you would be able to, to sort of vibe with more than some of the, Previous games, if you're looking at them, because mm. the, the gameplay in the previous games can be pretty archaic. Although for yeah, like, like the,
2: the tank control stuff, for example, like that, that's yeah. a thing of the past, right? Like that's yeah. not for nostalgia, yeah. day, something that they held on to
1: Yeah, Re- Resi Four feels just like a really, I don't know, it just like, feels an like an Indiana really. Jones
2: movie to me, where yeah.
1: it's like it is so perfectly paced and it delivers something entertaining, so at such consistent beats. And you're constantly meeting new characters and go to new locations. And it's just like there's such a sense of momentum in the game uh, while also just feeling really good. Uh, and I, th- I I think it has a it walks the fine line. It's not as tongue in cheek, uh, kind of kitschy as uh, the original one. But um, it still still keeps some of that flavor to keep it from from, you know, tasting like a diet soda or anything. That was I don't want to like, okay. out diet sodas, but I don't know. They don't taste They're like bad. It's sodas. OK to say that. Is they're bad and they're for bad people. And if you drink them, you're a bad person. That's just all I wanted to say. No, nothing major though. Um, and then uh, for me, the, la- the the in terms of AAA, uh, Nintendo had had the biggest year. Surprise, surprise. Uh, but three of my probably top seven games are first party Nintendo games: in Pikmin Four, Mario Wonder, and uh, Tears of the Kingdom, which is my favorite game of the year. Uh, just if this is the last year of the Switch, it is it is pretty wild that nintendo is going out on this note that nintendo is able to keep this level of quality seven years into a console's life um and and again like the biggest knock against them which i totally understand is the one game is the fourth in the franchise and the two other are the 30th games in their franchises (laughs) uh and like what are you doing nintendo uh but um i think mario wonder does to 2D Mario games and, uh, Tears of the kingdom does to 3D Zelda games. Um, it's, it, it brings so many new ideas to where they don't feel familiar, even when they do feel familiar in that. I know this high rule or I know 2D Mario games, they are constantly surprising you with, um, new ideas. And I think most importantly, like some of the like tightest, best feeling, most responsive mechanics of, uh, just any game I've played in recent memory. Uh, Nick, I know you recently started playing, Here's the kingdom.
3: More it finally, even, what, what? it finally clicked for me over the weekend. I finally, yeah, I think I spent almost 15 hours playing it over this past weekend. Um, Casey, I know, I know you're kind of in the same boat with me, where like it wasn't clicking yeah. for you. As soon as I started messing with like the the weapon fusing, uh, I, I I got over that hump pretty quickly because like I I was getting very frustrated because I was like kept getting one shot every time I go in a different direction. I felt like I couldn't do anything because I just couldn't find any good gear. Mm-hmm. And immediately, as soon as I get there, I get hit, or I couldn't find arrows or anything. And then once I, yeah, really like, I almost feel like the game doesn't like let you know how important fusing is just to making progress.
2: Yeah, it's almost like there are no weapons that are decent unless you fuse them, at least in the early uh, game I found. It's,
3: it's, uh, yeah, I'm like in the first like majors. Well, I'm in one of I'm up in the, uh, Zora region again and like mm. it's kind of been the same thing but like yeah if you like take down a big enemy and like you use their stuff you can like get weapons with like 30 40 damage and it makes a huge difference like right away um but yeah. yeah like i some of the i feel i feel like breath of the wild had a bit better direction like leading you in the right direction to get started where Tears of the kingdom really kind of just really tosses you in the deep
2: end right away um yeah, I guess they expect you to have warmed up with Breath of the Wild since you know it's built in the same bit. engine and stuff.
3: Yeah. Um but yeah, like once I I just kinda got into the loop of like, all right, I'm gonna focus on going to the shrines and getting my hearts up first and getting my stamina up first and then getting into the loop of going to explore caves and, and caverns and stuff and getting money and gear to start taking on the big story missions, the loop click kinda clicked into place for me again. Uh so, like, I would definitely recommend, like, yeah, if you're trying, if you had a hard time breaking in, like, just prioritize, like, beefing up your character first, almost like a Dark Souls game.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what I did by accident, because I had so little time to put into it when it was newer. Like, I would play for, like, maybe 15, 20 minutes at a at a time, mm-hmm. and I would just do shrines. Like, I wouldn't go follow any story yeah. missions. I'd like, whatever shrine is around me, let me do that. So, I ended up with, like, a bunch of the seeds but I don't remember where I turned them in. So I still have three hearts to this day. Three or four hearts. And I, I could increase that. I don't remember how. So help chat.
3: You <laughs> gotta go back to the time shrine at that opening la- island.
2: Oh, I gotta teleport back to the the beginning. Yeah. That's the only place? Okay.
3: Well, there's other places. I haven't found them yet, but yeah, no, I uh, honestly, like, <laughs> haven't finished it, but I, yeah. That might help, getting, honestly. Yeah, if I do get more hearts. <laughs> Yeah, after getting sucked in the Tears of the Kingdom over the week, I would put it in my top three games of the year.
1: There's uh, Ooh, the, ma- the main Masterizer. main one. I uh, you end up upgrading throughout most of the game is um, in that in that first once you get to the ground, you get to that uh, first kind of not even a city, but like the garrison kind of mm-hmm. in front of the castle gates. Um, pretty early on in the game, you can like go down a well there, and there's like a kind of like a makeshift hospital and stuff. And there's one of those statues there that's like the praying. Shit, statues, you just there, I need to go there so. too. Yeah. Okay. Uh yeah, the big thing about that game is like get through the tutorial, get to the ground, do the main quests for a little bit because you need to that's how you unlock like the, Pura the pad and that's how you unlock the thing, glider. It. That's yeah. how it sort of tells you about, oh, go to all those towers and you know, do the exciting thing where you get shot up in the air and stuff. And once you get that off your plate, um then uh once you get that done, then it's like, yep, go go hog wild. Did you do oh. the the bird the bird place first, Nick? In terms of, like... Or did you go straight to the Zora thing? Bird place? Uh, yeah, like, the, the the northwest corner of the map is where the birds live, and it's, like, covered in snow. Like, that is, uh, I think, by design, that is, like, the first of the four dungeons you're supposed to go to, and it is probably <laughs> the easiest of the four. So if you went straight to Zora, that might be why it feels tough. You can do it in any order, but um, I believe Zora was, like, originally... The first
3: one to do in
1: uh, Breath of the Wild, yeah, but yeah. they switch things up in in this game, like, yeah. like
3: Tricksters. I will uh, yeah. I will take that into account when I go back to it. Weird thing, so my you know funny breakout thing I brought up, like my LGC one all the time. But weird thing about Tears of the Kingdom and also Switch on this that like has blown my mind over the weekend is that I am basically playing Tears of the Kingdom on that TV at sixty frames on my Switch i still don't Uh,
1: understand it when you talk about it that doesn't make sense to me
3: it does not it it like so when you're when you're playing it normally it's like 30 frames stable 30 frames on my tv because of the settings on there it has like uh uh you can turn on vrr and motion or boosting it like has made the game look as smooth as 60 frames like, if I videotaped it, you'd be like, what? And, like, I I tried it with that, and I was like, is it just something with Tears of the Kingdom? And then I put it on Pokemon Violet, and that game runs like it looks like 60 frames on there. It's almost like it's emulating 60 I frames. I don't get it, though. I don't either, but it's, <laughs> it, like, the Tears of the Kingdom is immensely smooth on my TV. And I'm like, this. it doesn't feel choppy or anything. I
2: don't get it. I don't yeah, get out of the I don't understand. I don't know. Um, show show Nintendo. Let them know that this is happening.
3: <laughs> like maybe maybe <laughs> Switch has VRR built in and nobody told them.
2: <laughs> None of us know. Yeah, are you just
1: doing it with motion smoothing? Like like No, confused? no, I have motion People's smoothing turned, turned off.
3: No, if you have like I have this game optimizer setting on my TV that can turn on variable refresh rate in whatever you're doing, along with uh, like this this boost setting. And it makes every game like as smooth as it would be like playing on a really good computer monitor.
1: Uh, Car reminds me, this is like almost a year ago exactly. Remember when I kept telling you to put Marvel Snap in 60 frames per second? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I was like, I can't explain it. You're going to get a goddamn mind blown <laughs> when you
3: Just, you, you know what? I will we'll, we'll get you a ticket and fly you to Kansas City so you can see what I'm talking about. And your mind will be I've fucking had that, blown. I've
1: had that TV on my list Um, it's worth it i'll I'll spend my first paycheck on it in february there you go (laughs) um yeah those were uh were there any other triple a games um that stand out before we move to more indie indie things Um, i
2: mean probably like hi-fi hi-fi rush does that count triple a yeah oh yeah Yeah,
1: absolutely um yeah i mean that was it's funny in the year of of uh everyone expecting starfield to be the big uh the big winner for Microsoft, <laughs> hi Rush turned out to be that right at the beginning of the year. Probably one of the nicest surprises of the year, cause since we didn't know it existed until it was in our lap.
2: Yeah, and and the fact that it's it came out so early in the year has done it a disservice in terms of the conversation. Cause like it, it would be cool to have it like keep being brought up in like the rest of the talks. But like it it I think it did deserve more shine than it got. Uh, but I'm glad that it's got at least some shine because uh that was that's a really good ass video game. It really (laughs) is. Like we were talking about like games that like do a thing really well, like this did both. Like it's a spectacle action fighter that like is following to the T, like what it means to like diversify combat encounters and like make a character that feels fun and cool uh, in combat. But also it's all rhythm based and that's just brand freaking new for that genre. Like I can't think of another game that focuses that heavily on like the musical aspect of a, Of timing, because like that's that's the core of a spectacle action fighter, right? Is like rhythm and timing, and like they just took that to the it's full logical conclusion.
1: Um, yeah, I completely agree. I was I was really impressed by it. Um, it it showed a different (laughs) side of Tango that I didn't realize they had. Um, but I that I thought was awesome, and um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited for what that team does next, whether it's more of that or whether it's uh, something else. Even though. Obviously Shinji Mikami leaving the studio uh, similar, you know, with Kamiya leaving the studio, uh, his studio in Platinum. Um, curious to see what they do on their own uh, in mm-hmm. the future once their non-competes are up, uh, but also uh, hopefully hope more. I think I'm more hopeful for Tango without Mikami just because this game Mikami didn't do too much on this game. Yeah, this was
2: kind of a post <laughs> post Mikami project. almost. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, just, just really, really good stuff.
3: I think yeah, my, really uh, my big surprise triple A game that I really enjoyed this year, uh, was Dead Island too. Oh yeah. I, uh, yeah,
2: that's another one that like fell through the cracks in terms of conversation.
3: Yeah. It's, uh, the combat is really fun in the game. Like there's a lot of like really well-designed, uh, you know, levels that it's not, it's not like it, it a Pointless open world, like I thought. Dying Light Two, I was gonna love the hell out of that game because I love Dying Light One, but I got, I got quite bored with Dying Light Two. And like Dead Island kept things like nicely paced, uh visually interesting throughout the entire game, and the combat was really a lot of fun. uh And it just didn't overstay its welcome. So it was like one of those games that really was like my, I don't know, it, I, I beat, I played and beat it over two days. Like I, I didn't want to put it down. So this <laughs> is sign of a game I enjoy. Uh, yeah. and I actually do like when I go back to the DLC that they just released. Um, yeah,
1: it, it feels like I hear more people talking positively about that game in the whatever couple months since it released than anyone has talked about Dying Light 2 in the last 2 years. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, a game that I routinely forget exists um and yeah. not in like a pejorative sense but just in a yeah.
2: Yeah, I played um, quite a bit of not the one Nick is talking about, the other one. I I can't Dying Light dying 2. Light, <laughs> dying, light, dying Light 2, yes. And like yeah, like you said, like I forget that that's a game I actually played. Yeah, yeah, that that island
3: too stuck with me a lot more. I mean, the story isn't anything to write home or anything about, but like just the the progression of combat in that game and uh, every weapon customization, everything like really just kind of did more for me. And I think it was more less is more kind of thing. It just didn't overstay its welcome or drag out its campaign for any needless reason. Uh, so yeah, and the and the, gore, the gore system that's a lot of fun. So <laughs> so so much so that like dying light two did go back and like do an update later on to like try to compete with that gore system after dead island two released. Which I don't think many people actually knew knew happened.
1: I definitely did not know. Yeah. That was, a
3: yeah. Thing. Yeah. the like is still getting a bunch of cool updates and stuff like that. But
1: yeah, the thing that sucks is it's like, man, first impressions are huge with me. Like if your game comes out and I've played it and then you're like, we're going to make it even better afterwards. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to come back. Like there's too yeah. many things. I keep yeah. saying like saints row got a bunch of like, Huge upgrades! I'm like, I, I, I already, I already put my when, time in those uh, minds.
3: Yeah, they had their what, chance. One game I was surprised not on any of our lists. Or maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not surprised, but if was a uh, Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, so it's a game the, I really enjoyed <laughs> the game and its story, but by golly, did that game get repetitive?
1: Yeah, it's uh. Uh, the, I, I don't have it on my list um, Partly because I still haven't finished it I think I'm like 85% through And never finished it And the further oh, away I get The more worried I am that I, I'm like, ooh, I'm going to start forgetting this very quickly yeah. I got this PlayStation Portal And I'm like, this is what I'm going to use to finish it And now it's just collecting dust behind me With its young son, the Cranker Because who, I, have a that? 3D, I have a fancy new 3DS That I'm <laughs> taking out The debutante ball with me um, Yeah, I don't... The other part of it is, in jumping back into the Final Fantasy 7 games, I'm like, I care about these characters so much more than I cared about the characters in Final Fantasy 16. Yeah um, And again, that's 25 years of caring about these characters, but still it is, uh... <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. Final 16 isn't bad, but it is not it is not lingering in my memory.
2: It, yeah, it I... makes that cardinal sin of trying to appeal to too many. Like, it left behind the turn-based folks who, like, love all the traditional Final Fantasy games. And it's trying to reach out to the spectacle, action-y fan base. And, I played that demo, and it left a good impression in terms of, like...
1: I loved that like, demo, actually.
2: ...visual and, like, world-building. But gameplay-wise, it feels a little basic. Like, it, it is the first time this team is trying out a game like this. That's what it yeah. feels like. So, like, it definitely, I don't think, would hold... It's a
3: game that just goes on way too long. It, it really should have been like a, tw- a twelve to fifteen hour experience, and it goes on for thirty
2: hours with yeah, lots a, of it's... lots of dead air in between the big story <laughs> moments. It's an action game that thinks it's a JRPG. Yeah, that's a good way to put
3: it. <laughs> it. Yeah, it has. I think Marty, when we when we last talked about it on break, I was like, it has all the trappings of like bad JRPG design. In a game that wants you to move fast and have quick action moments. My problem
1: isn't those things. It is it is like secretly trying to be an MMO because of its 14 roots. And it's that <laughs> side quest MMO bullshit. It's where its side quests are bad.
4: And the, yeah, and, side but quests then the are problem,
1: very bad. But then the problem is 1 out of 10 is very good. Yep. <laughs> and so you're like... well i guess i gotta keep doing this i gotta find the berries for the sad blacksmith so i can get to the one side quest where i'm like oh what did you do you killed your servant like this is awful like that kind of thing um yeah
3: i feel like i feel like you either have a very linear directed story in an action game or you go full Witcher 3 open world with fully designed side quests but not so many that like they're just filler yeah and like yeah that's that's the other game like cyber cyberpunk Uh, snuck up on me and I finally played through all of it and that ended up becoming one of my favorite games this year too. Also favorite
1: games
3: of 2023. Do we count that as a this year game? That's not like a weird Phantom Liberty game out this year. The DLC for sure, yeah. Yeah. I think the game game was finally, I mean the game that was their 2.1 was their last update for that game so it's finally done this year. (laughs) I don't consider (laughs) that game until this year. Yeah yeah, they did 2.0 with Phantom Liberty and then they were like, no more updates. And then they're like, oh, well, by the way, here's 2.1. Right after I finished the goddamn game and they add the whole monorail system in and I'm like, you why? <laughs> they put a monorail in the game? Uh, monorail. They, they they finally monorail. put the whole, monorail. Uh, not, not monorail, but <laughs> the whole metro system in the game that people were yelling about that didn't exist, but it was shown in trailers. Oh, people were mad that there weren't trains. There's trains in Spider-Man and I never used yeah, them. M- I guess
4: there's trains in- in
1: Spider-Man 1 my immersion
4: (laughs) my immersion
1: um yeah that was uh is that is that on the triple uh, triple i almost said the triple h front (laughs) the triple h front uh just speaking of square one of my 10 favorites but it's just me uh the fiat rhythm final bar line um that's just a little little music ditty that is all of the final fantasy games and then with the dlc it is like so many other Square Enix games. Uh if you're a fan of that franchise, it is one of the most loving tributes uh to the franchise that I could uh, ever imagine. And mm-hmm. only gets better in my eyes having uh, just replayed one through six. Uh it is it is wonderful. Final Fantasy uh fiat rhythm is uh is a is a joy. So if you're a fan of Final Fantasy, recommend it. it I honestly I like it way more than Final Fantasy sixteen, if I'm being yeah. honest. So <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um so Uh, but as we move on, uh, to indie games, a couple of super chats for us. pattern pike $5 dono. Hi, like this week's, uh, windbreaker and about how the conclusion was you can fix the game industry by fixing the structural issues with modern capitalism. It's that easy. (laughs) It's just that easy. easy. We'll be able to do it just fine. Don't worry. Uh, Kate Brockhausen with a $2 dono. Thank you so much, Cade. Uh, there's a highly statue in every town for upgrades. Nick's going to save so much time now that he knows. About those Nilia statues. You're there is, yeah. Every town has one right at the front of it. Um, what? Yeah.
3: Even the first even, town. Even the first. Yeah.
1: The first town is in the, like the garrison.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's in the well. You just like at the center of the garrison. You just go down a little ladder into a well, and there's like pe- folks hanging out. And there's like a little makeshift hospital and a kitchen and stuff. And there's a little. Yeah, probably not.
3: I've definitely never been in there. like like right in front of the castle Hyrule that garrison
1: yeah yeah the one that's like a little little I've been going up to
3: the stupid time tower and having to like redo that puzzle every fucking time to get in there to get my upgrades no fuck you tears of the kingdom I don't like you anymore out of my top five
1: don't you ever say that (laughs) Oh, try. yeah, right. It's going gonna, it's gonna to ultra hand its way right back in there. <laughs> sounds, like a, sounds like a threat. Uh, but then with a the 499 dono, Dr. Zebra, thank you so much. Marty, I am playing and loving a Highland song. Thanks for the reco. And now a song. Now from the top, make it drop. That's some wet ass. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't expect that to go there. And then there's a cat emoji.
4: <laughs>
1: oh. oh. That was a. uh first off, that were great to see you. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, I did not expect that was like a really nice message. Especially that's weird at the end of a thing about a Highland song, which is like a very like warm, kind of folksy indie game. <laughs> for for it to go to that. Uh a Highland song is uh is actually my uh, number two game of the year. Um Ooh. if we want to get into indies. That is my that is my favorite game outside of Zelda. Uh I have a bite size that went up uh the last week about it. Uh recommend checking that out for just my overall take on the game, uh, but it is uh, one of the reasons I love Breath of the Wild and Death Stranding so much is uh, how they uh, took the sort of feeling of wandering and translated it into gameplay. Uh, this game does the same thing on an indie scale, but uh, pairs it with some of the most gorgeous hand-drawn, painterly two D visuals, uh, an amazing story, uh, and some like really great like choice and consequence gameplay uh that that feels like a uh, it's like i don't know if you did you guys were you guys into choose your own adventure books as a kid whether it was like those uh, books or any
2: yeah like there was like one or two of those that i read and le- really liked
1: okay so i used to fuck with those all the time i loved it. <laughs> and this feels like the like genuine evolution of that uh in in a in a really great way um and so yeah highly recommend a highland song um that's that's at the top of my uh top of my indie list uh casey what indies uh what are some indies that that stood out to you this year
2: um, yeah, uh, I feel like no one remembers that the game Humanity released this year, or, like, maybe no one played it, but, like, that, that puzzle game is phenomenal, and, like, there have been a lot of really good puzzle games that came out this year, Talos Principle 2, Cocoon, um, but Humanity is my favorite, like, I played that game first, and it still left such a strong impression on me, like, it's music, it's, uh, it's theming like the story behind what's going on surprisingly actually makes sense like it tells a a coherent intelligible plot and that's surprising because that game looks like pure nonsense it looks like the sort of whimsical uh up your own ass uh (laughs) avant-garde puzzle nonsense that you get all the time from smaller studios that are focused on puzzle games but like it tells an actual coherent story that's interesting, it's cool, and it has like a, a, a touching message by the end of it, all with this really cool puzzle mechanic of you leading a group of people, lemmings like, uh, through weird uh, abstract environments uh, around certain obstacles and traps and things, uh, using different abilities to like get them there. Um, and it's infinitely replayable because you can, uh, it has an entire level editor in there and folks uh are probably you know getting to town just making the most insane nonsense you can think of using all the little tools that uh they let you use so uh, i've not gone back to it like i've I've been meaning to uh but i had a great time with humanity i kind of just want to listen to its soundtrack again
1: yeah and humanity is developed by enhance uh that's uh, mizuguchi-san's studio mizuguchi is known for as the creator of rez uh and then also tetris effect which um that is like in terms of flow state like his games uh, really mm. really know how to hit that in a real trippy way and uh, i think humanity does the same thing yeah i wish i don't know i feel like humanity didn't get the same kind of level of conversation around it as some of the other big indies you mentioned cocoon uh there's dredge yeah. earlier this year it felt like there was more of a conversation around those in terms of like oh this is the big indie we want to point the finger at right now like a good finger not a Bad finger, like a big like foam if,
3: finger out of sports. Super. I mean, it's it's cool looking, but it's not like visually artistically pleasing.
1: <laughs> Man, I think it's really
3: artistically pleasing. But I do, I cool do too. It's drag. just, it, but it's it's a very. Yeah, it's not
2: like graphically intensive type, at all, yeah, right? It's not like but super pretty pixel art or anything. Yeah, like that. yeah. But like what it what it chooses to do and how it conveys like its aesthetic and stuff, I think is actually like really visually arresting. And like and paired with its soundtrack, which I think plays a really big part in like that game's feel. Uh like I absolutely love it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, in in like uh, you mentioned sort of the, the indie puzzle games of the year. I felt this was a strong year for for some really smart puzzles, uh whether they're Humanity uh, Cocoon you mentioned, which is much uh I was gonna say more narrative driven, but is it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no it's more focused it's, at it's more focused and it more yeah. feels
1: like you're going on like a singular adventure yeah uh, you might not know the exact uh, uh what's and why's and when's of the story um but then also chance of zenar which um oh yeah that yeah i know yahtzee and i both really liked that is the kind of like language-based uh puzzle game uh also incredibly distinct uh, art style kind of looks like sable um from a few years ago but uh yeah
2: does that, that was tell those- like a, a cool story as well
1: yeah, it's just kind of like a parable about the tower of Babel. Um, so I wouldn't Ah, say it's like, yeah, the story isn't going to be like, Oh my God, I can't believe that character moment at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The, I think all the indies we mentioned, a few of them, uh, um, very few of them sort of had the, the impactful story that we've gotten in some other years with, you know, with your, with your undertales or whatnot. Um, but yeah, I liked, uh, I thought it was great. I'm, uh, I was a fan of fan of all of those um nick did you have any standout indies
3: yeah my uh number one of the year uh that i've spent way too much time playing is wild frost which is the roguelite deck builder game uh so if you like slay the spire or any any game like that um you would probably love wild frost and they also just did a one of the issues people had with it was it's very hard Uh, Mm -hmm. very randomized kind of you get lucky if you win kind of thing but they just updated the difficulty a bit to make that easier um so now it's like the perfect time to jump into that game so yeah if you haven't if you haven't played wild frost like highly 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 recommend like just a really i don't know addictive art style music the gameplay feels good the the deck building and cards are like super fun uh constantly like there's a lot of reasons to go back and play it, and I've kind of alluded to on the streams lately. And I've been talking about Wild Frost. Is I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything. So, uh, but there's like a really cool twist if you do beat a run. Um, but yeah, like it's uh, if it's with the winter sale coming up in like two days that goes on sale. And you, if you like Slotted Spire, I guarantee you'll love Wild Frost.
1: Wait, is, that on, um, is that just on PC or is that on
3: everything? It's on. Uh, ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. I'm assuming Eric will have a trailer open in, in a second or so on it, but uh.
1: <laughs> that's an assumption though. Cause I feel like we're done talking about it and now we're moving on. The next uh, game. Yeah.
3: the uh, <laughs> Yeah. A couple yeah a couple other uh, deeps asked what one was that called? It's called wild frost by
2: Chucklefish. Like,
1: it's like regular, regular frost, but wild.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, it looks like it's only on PC and switch.
1: Oh, I was about to say it tells account. And then
3: you said switch. And I was like, it's, it's <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the, uh, the other indie game uh, It, it kind of straddles the line of indie, not indie. But I think she saw it was one of my favorite games this year, too. Uh, I think the end of the, the game isn't anywhere near as strong as the opening, like just visually and everything. I think like the first two areas are the best areas of that game and or no. Sorry, the first area and then the wind area are really good. But like, boy, that game kind of just gets going and then ends very quickly. Uh, but I really love the gameplay mechanics of that game and man, I hope Yeah, they, it felt really good to climb in that game. Yeah, I hope they uh I hope they take another stab at it and make a sequel that's more freeform climbing, Tears of the Kingdom like, but with that same type of art style and like same just focus on climbing and
2: that's it. Yeah, I agree. I think that I think it was a really good start to like what they had there. Like, mm-hmm. I, I honestly felt uh, by, like, the middle of that game that I wish there was a little bit more to it. Like, even if the climbing was exactly the same, I wish that there was, like, maybe uh, more of a puzzle yeah, uh, yeah, around the climbing time. or maybe even, like, some light combat. Like, I just wanted something to break up the climbing section so that they would feel more, uh, like, I would miss them a little bit so I could just come back and then have that to do as a side thing. Like, it was a really short game, like a very focused experience, which I'm not uh, opposed to. But like, that really feels like um, it should be part of a bigger thing. So yeah, actually, I hope you get a second chance.
3: I actually don't feel like, at least for me, I don't feel like it needed any more, any more of that. I think mm. just the, I was, I was really sold on the game when I, like, it felt like a straight up journey to get to the top of the mountain kind of thing. Mm. And then when it was broken up into levels, that kind of took me out of it a bit. And like I was I was really just hoping for it to like continue progressing sure. un, un, uninterrupted as you make your way up to the top of this mountain. And I think like the yeah, I get that the other abstract
2: stuff wasn't even necessary that they were trying to do because yeah, the
3: <laughs> story didn't
2: interest me at all. Yeah, there, there's a story about kind of what happened, I guess, at that place. Yeah. Like I tried to get into it and like piece it together, but yeah, it wasn't that interesting. <laughs> yeah. So
3: like, you know, if they ever go if they do make like a sequel, just keep it all. Like make it like an open world, open mountain climbing game, and just let me figure out how to get to the top. Because that that was like what I loved about Death Stranding was just the journey to get from one place to the other. And I was really hoping for more of that out you saw it. And then it kind of ended up being a bit too directed for my taste. But I still really mm. like enjoyed the atmosphere of it and everything. Uh, you know, and break, then, Death Stranding. <laughs> yeah, it is. I got retweeted by Kojima. <laughs> did you know that?
1: A twenty four is Kojima.
3: And then the the last the last game for me. I mean, there's others, but Sea of Stars, obviously, uh, mm. really just enjoyed that game from beginning to end. Just artistic, artistically, story wise, combat wise, like just was a game that I had a hard time putting down. The only the only area of the game I do not like is uh, a certain sci-fi ish area. Did not like that, but like when I'm actually like the whole three fourths of the game, I love. <laughs> mm-hmm i need to get back to that yeah
1: it's uh yeah i agree with uh, eric the chat saying the first hour is really slow i completely agree it is Mm -hmm. um i think that is one of its cardinal sins compared to the games it's pulling from like uh i think the first hour of chrono trigger and final fantasy 6 are both incredible and this one is like a lot of hand holding i'll give you wait and give you your powers and here's the story and here's the backstory uh but once you get going and once you have a full party um yeah, it's it's the, the 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 places you go, the characters you meet, the things you do um are just really really satisfying. The game is just fucking gorgeous. It's, it's 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 stunningly beautiful. Um and if you're a fan of the messenger, it's like got a little shared universe thing, but it's not like super in your face or not necessary, so it's like I think handled well to where it doesn't feel like you have to do your homework beforehand, but is a nice um is a nice bonus for for hardcore fans of of uh, sabotage's games. Hmm. um neat yeah uh yeah the other the the last handful of uh indies i had written down uh that just stood out to me by doing one thing or another that that um i really loved void strangers which i've talked about on the on the stream before is that
2: is that in the account because i i wanted to try that
1: i don't think so i just bought that myself um we should put it in the account though i think that'd be a fun game for you guys to maybe do a stream uh in the new year, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, especially if you're going pretty blind. That's a Sokoban, Sokoban, Sokoban game.
3: Void, Stranger, Sokoban is like void block, strangers. Void strangers.
1: Void uh, strangers. That's the block pushing puzzles. Yes. Like, um, but uh, it uh, quickly because it is one of those games where it is a uh, you think you know what the game is about, but you don't. Which is, I think, the tagline for the real world but uh, I mean it, I mean it more about the game. Uh, really Mm. cool. Uh, mentioned a bunch of the other ones, obviously Suika game. It's not just like a goof to me. Like I think Suika game is just a perfect palate cleanser. I play it once every three days. I play literally one match every three days. Uh, and it is just delightful. Um, like I think the game is just absolutely delightful. And I wish the official version was on way more than just, uh, um, you know, just, uh, switch switch. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, yeah, been having, been having an absolute blast with uh Suica. Uh, and then from earlier on in the year, two that came out uh, very early were season, a letter of the, from the future and pizza tower. Um, both of which have like a very kind of clear, uh, mission statement and their mission statements end up being like really things that just stick with me. Um, season. Man, being I, this... oh, I started, I
3: started season and I just, I don't know. I just couldn't stick with
2: it.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, a game, it's very slow paced. It's a game I really like, but I have not recommended to a lot of people because it's yeah. very much like up my alley, my very specific alley of which Frost and, and Yahtzee now make fun of. But games that make me feel like I'm in an actual place, like games that really have a strong uh, and confident sense of place to it. And I feel like a part of that place. Um, and that game does that. Like mechanically, the game is. Very minimal uh, yeah. and and kind of janky, and the storytelling isn't always up to par of like the visuals and everything. But um, yeah, it's a game. It's a game I really dug. And then Pizza Tower, just uh, what what more can be said about Pizza Pepino and his journey through that evil tower? <laughs> <laughs> if you like
3: um, Pizza Tower, keep an eye on that Anton Blast game coming on next. Yeah, week.
1: yeah, I've played. I played the demo of that. Um, it, it's crazy because that demo came out like before, like right when Pizza Tower came out. So it's not.
3: Okay, I connected it anyway, and they water. have very similar art styles. Yeah,
1: <laughs> something in the water. Yeah, that's like an Armageddon Deep Impact thing. I don't think there's any uh, malfeasance or anything, but uh, yeah, that's uh, really uh, that's really interesting to me. And then uh, a, a few uh, late year ones that I still haven't had a chance to to roll credits on, but I want to play more of uh, over the break were Bomb Rush Funk, um, which might be the one that does the spiritual successor without the original creators better than any other game so far um mm-hmm. obviously that being jet set radio uh in stars and time which is uh this an amazing uh time loop uh rpg with uh one of like the most endearing cast of characters i've ever played uh, we're gonna have a bite size from rachel on that um probably sometime next week and then uh thursday. Uh, uh thursday oh this this thursday mm-hmm. oh wonderful that's even that's like the next week of last week mm-hmm. uh and then uh world of horror which, uh, also speaking of Rachel, she did an uh, incredible review back the Escapist of World of Horror, but that is the, uh, the, the, the 1D Jin, uh, Junji Ito inspired uh, horror roguelike that, um, is great. Yeah. One of my, one of my faves of the year. Um, sweet. Did you have, did you guys have any other standouts?
2: Um, yeah. I guess I'll, real quick, I'll just mention, uh, <laughs> I know this game came out actually forever ago, but Dokkapon Kingdom Connect. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like, we started messing around with it um, because of Marty's recommendation, like, back on the old channel. But, like, I have to say, that is a really fun online game experience. Um, And it's shocking to me that more people didn't copy the Mario Party formula but make it better because that's all GoKupon Kingdom actually does. And not only make it better, they make it nuts. Like, that (laughs) game is such a hodgepodge of just random, like, hilarity that just, it works so well as an online board game. And like it's net code is actually, like I've never, I've never played a more sensible, continuous online campaign. But like Dokopan will just immediately put you back in the room exactly where you were when you left the group of friends you're playing with. And like, that's surprising. Like it works surprisingly well in this day and age for a game that's this old even. So, like, kudos to Dokupon Kingdom. Uh, that is a great game. If you have, like, a bunch of friends that you want to play a Mario Party game with, choose this over actual Mario Party. It is better. It's a much better experience.
1: <laughs> we're going to put to te- put to the test uh, how good is the game when you haven't played it for a few months and have to jump right back in. <laughs> we have to come back and we, figure out we, what the we hell we're doing. We will be continuing. Uh, we will finish our playthrough in 2024, uh, having not played since early November, I think. That was, like, one of our first... Uh, Second win stream. Like our
3: first stream.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll uh yeah, we'll see we'll see. We'll see how that goes. It is really fun. And like it is, it is one of those things where uh they should just I don't know why more people just don't steal this. Yeah, Do it's
2: this. it's such a good idea and like they're the only people who capitalize on it. But then mm-hmm. they did it, they did that forever ago and haven't made another one since. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh and then uh, my, my final shout out will be to Ghost Runner 2, oh, which well, yeah. is just a balls to the wall. Uh, like breakneck pace action platformer. um, It is, it is so good feeling. Like it's a, it's a 3d first person splatformer. Like if you like Celeste, if you like super meat boy, Katana zero, like it's basically Katana zero in 3d, in all honesty, like, like you die in one hit enemies die in one hit. The platforming is like challenging, but like super like smart and clever. You have all these really cool, abilities that you can use freeform like it's as as creative as you can get like you can do like really cool shit in its combat arenas um its story is there (laughs) like it's not offensive or anything but like it is it's a really really fun gameplay loop and even built in a a little roguelite thing so that you can kind of play that game uh for a time infinitely with like new challenges and like wrinkles to the system so like it it's it's a lot of fun it felt like
1: a big sequel that got uh, lost.
2: Yeah, the for big, sure.
1: Maelstrom of uh, of huge games that came out this year.
3: I like it quite a bit. Uh, my last recommendation is a game I just recently played. Uh, <laughs> Amnesia the Bunker, uh, which is the Alien Isolation sequel that we never got, <laughs> basically. Which makes me very happy, and I hope yeah. Frictional sticks with taking up that mantle that Sega will not let Creative assembly do and dismantled that whole team. fuck You, Sega. Mm. <laughs> Just kidding, but also yeah. not really. <laughs> but, but
1: seriously, how could you? you yeah, how could you? Uh, yeah, that was, I think, in terms of uh, of of kind of indie, big indie horror, that was one of the standouts of the year along with uh, World of War.
3: Uh, yeah, I feel like I feel like not enough people appreciate like the design that went into that game because it's really good. yeah. I don't know if you're game or
1: not. it's a tough, it's a tough year. Like it is a tough year for any of these games to stand out. Like there are other years where we mentioned like 25 games that I think on weaker years would have been in a lot of people's top five, but like easily are. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, a couple of years ago when like it takes two, nothing against it, it takes two, but like when it takes two, one game of the year at the game awards, like there's a lot of games this year that I think would have beat. It takes two. Oh, um, yeah,
4: right?
1: So, um, yeah, I think that's just a, a testament to how, uh, how strong uh, uh, 2023 was in terms of releases. And I think we sort of ex- showed the entire breadth of them going from the triple list of triple a to the uh, single list of, of single a Jason Tudor, no mention of cocoon. We cocooned. We talked about cocoon. About we talked about those little boys. Talk about those, those little, those little <laughs> bugs, those little bugs going on their adventure. Why wasn't that game just called ants or a bug's life? There's
2: probably <clears> a <throat> reason I can't think of it though.
1: That could have been called a bug's life.
2: Right? What what bug lives that life though? It's a very
1: odd a life. A bug. It's not, a yeah, life bug. not talking about every bug. It's just a bug. <laughs>
2: this um, is called this bug's life.
1: This bug's <laughs> life. Uh, uh, a couple a couple super chats that came in. Board zombies, $5. Indie wise, any in stars and time love. You know what? Just for you, I went back in time and talked about in stars in time. Ah. and time. Just because of that, uh, Rachel will have a great bite size going up later this week. So tune in for that. Uh, and Stephen well Brown with a two dollar dono. Oh, Chia was an early gem that's been forgotten. That was a game I was really excited about going into this year, and I really appreciate the game. Uh, but it didn't uh, didn't spark the same sort of joy that a lot
2: of the other indies we talked about were. Sure. Yeah, it looked cool. I I never got any time with it though.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, I'm glad. I'm
1: I'm glad it seemed to do pretty well though. So that's good. I mean, I'm pro like. Uh, pro a team being like we're gonna make a game that is heavily inspired by our homeland that gets very little sort of publicity and 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 love in any in any medium so good for that you know what sense of place you did it you made a game with a sense of place <laughs> and then nick acres thank you so much for the five dollar dono a uh, longtime listener first time caller shout out to amy in the sly stream for introducing me to adventure is nigh so glad it lives on also hello nick from a fellow Kansan is that it you're um, I'm
3: Missouri Oh
1: but you're Kansas City Yeah That's tricky same, That's same a little too tricky Oh that's that you can't say that Are you from New York um,
2: New York is pretty much the same thing as New Jersey
1: Oh shit
3: you
2: got Oh me. you know you,
1: you got me You got me you monster
2: <laughs> They'd never admit it
3: When was when, when, when there's all kinds of games about New York Where, Where's New Jersey Why well, does no
2: game uh, feature in New Jersey it's a great question.
3: Why, why can't uh, have, like,
2: have you ever been to the Statue of Liberty in a video game?
3: Did Did you know, like in Spider Man, when you try to go to New Jersey, it just says turn around.
2: Yeah, because Spider Man don't swim. Hates that water. <laughs> yeah, also, there's doesn't... like dead bodies in that river. <laughs> Spider Man needs, to,
1: Spider-Man needs yeah. to learn how to do water webs. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's I mean, what. Where... There's they literally the wet webs. They swim. They swim in the game. He just glides. What do you mean? He just glides on the water in the game. I like him, too. He
1: kind of just like skis yeah, on the literally water.
3: just skis on the water.
1: <laughs> it's very good. It's very good. Uh, before uh, we wrap up for the evening, uh, is there any stuff you guys have been playing, playing or watching that you want to gab about? Nick, uh, thoughts and prayers on the Warrior news. Oh, that sucked. <laughs> uh, that sucked however, lot. Netflix has done this before. Netflix has the rights to Warrior now. HBO said they are not not going forward with Warrior, has sold the rights to Warrior the hit television series that Nick and Casey love to Netflix. Netflix will be airing warrior with the possibility of creating more warrior. And they've done that in the past with manifest. And I could see them being warrior boys.
2: This is good actually, because I'm sure there's a bigger fan base or a bigger subscriber number of Netflix users than there are max users. So if you guys, uh, aside from all the money you're paying us to help us out, if you really want to help Nick and I out, (laughs) Watch Warrior. It's so good one three, when it comes on Netflix.
3: Please. It's 500 of you listening to this podcast. If you don't watch
2: Warrior and it gets canceled on season four, I will never forgive you. In It's an, it's an honest travesty that that it has to fight to exist like this. It has to it fight survived. against all these what? Marvel shows. What was it? Uh, it was on like, Showtime was or Cinemax Cinem- first? It
3: was on Cinemax. Cinemax never promoted it. HBO gets it. Hardly promotes it. Fuck off. Like Netflix, look, if you look, don't know the show. That's why done. this show
2: is called Warrior, because it, it's a fighter. It survived Cinemax. It survived HBO Max. Give it a new home on Netflix. Maybe they'll appreciate it. At a certain yeah, point, though, isn't it one of those things
1: where, like, if you meet an asshole in the morning, an asshole in the afternoon, an asshole in the evening, then maybe you're the asshole. So maybe this is Warrior's fault. Maybe Warrior's the problem.
3: Warrior has the best fight choreography in any show
2: that I've seen. It is, it is truly ever. ever. What about it's, Dragon Ball Z? That's a joke. <laughs> wait, oh. Wait, wait, let, let's be real here. Dragon Ball Z is all flash. Very little substance when it comes to fight choreography. You
1: know how many muscles <laughs> that boy
2: has? Too many. Any of those boys. Like, I don't even know what boy I'm talking about. <laughs> There's like, so many of them. Some of those boys are like under 10 years of age and they got hella muscles. Stop everybody, you know, who had, everybody you know who that, had huge quad muscles? Harry Houdini. If you there's
1: pictures of Harry Houdini, I'm gonna look up Harry Houdini's quads. You guys are gonna fucking
2: you're gonna have your mind Listen, blown by Harry Houdini's quads. Ar- Ar- about every, Harry Houdini's quads in the, in, the, in the every yeah
3: every single person that has watched Warrior on our recommendation has enjoyed it. I have not had a single person come to me on Twitter or Discord and say they did not enjoy Warrior that watched it.
1: Houdini quads dropping in the chat. <laughs> uh, okay, Houdini quads in the chat. Uh, click it. Uh, Reddit's going to ask, Are you sure you're old enough to view this? And I What's promise you are. i not for work. One? I <laughs> promise you work, are. It's 8 o'clock. <laughs> click on his quads. Look at that man. That's oh Houdini. God. That's how he escaped everything. He didn't do it by magic. He just did it because he had fucking muscles on his legs. And yeah, just rip the locks off with your toes. If Netflix <laughs> wants to, to wants Warrior to continue, they should have put Harry Houdini in it.
3: Uh, Daryl Rowe mentions that 1899 got canceled. That's all right. So I need I need to know: is that a show that I will be satisfied watching one season of, and it'll wrap it up, or is it just nope? nope fuck, nope. Okay, then I'm nope. not watching it. Deeply no,
1: like aggressively no. <laughs>
3: Stupid. It's like, been sitting sh- in my list, and the trailer keeps bugging me. Shocking like, I want to watch you, but no.
2: Uh, thank thank you, Eric. He's got Houdini's quads in the in the video camera. <laughs>
3: Whoa! Yeah,
2: can we, yeah. Can you zoom in on his quads? Don't
1: zoom in. On, don't zoom in on his crotch because he's got like a little weenie there. But I think it was. I was in the water. Don't. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not like, saying anything bad about us sweetie. Okay. Zoom in on his crotch. Eric. What are you doing? <laughs> you're, you know where his zooming on his, his legs, his thighs. We need his big. We need his big haunches. Go down to his big haunches. but skin <laughs> past his boutini.
3: to the left and then scroll to the right. haunches? To
1: everyone, listening, to everyone listening on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all of our other podcast <laughs> services, we love you. Thank you so much for supporting us. You should come over to the YouTube at this timestamp <laughs> and look at Harry Houdini's quads. <laughs> They're crazy, right?
2: Uh, yeah. He put in the work. Every day is yeah. day for Harry Houdini.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Eric said was laughing too much.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he killed Marty with the power oh, man. of blood. <laughs> oh, I'm dying. Uh, I did finish um, uh, The Fall of House of Usher last night, finally. Pretty good. Finally binged it. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I didn't really like the first couple episodes, but once they really get and kind of get rolling into the story of it, it, it picks up. Kind of had the yeah. same issue with, uh, uh, with the what's uh, the the vampire one?
2: Oh, Midnight Mass. Uh, Midnight
3: Mass, yeah. Midnight Mass takes a little bit to get going too. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, the first episode of that is pretty dry. Like it ends on a strong note of like WTF, but like after yeah. that, it's like smooth sailing. I felt kind of the opposite for House of Usher, where like I was into the beginning, and then the more they explained, kind of the the mystique wore off a little. But like, I liked it overall.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah
2: i i I guess i'm still the odd one out that blind manor
3: is my favorite in that hill house
1: <laughs> midnight mass is my favorite kind of far yeah, that's away. my favorite by far Hill house is a locked in number two and i put bligh and uh um usher at like a, mm. a respectable third
3: <laughs> yeah, mine, mine is like uh blind manor midnight mass usher i mean uh blind manor midnight mass hill house usher Uh, (laughs) I I feel like it sounds like like a a music album. (laughs) 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 Uh,
4: Casey, you've been playing, watching anything.
2: Um, I've been I've been like dabbling in like a couple of like little action roguelikes here and there. Um, Like uh, the Blas Blue entropy effect game. um, It's 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 really fun to just mess around in that game, like just jump in. Do a couple of runs, jump out. Uh, same thing with Thirty XX. Like uh, I, I really like. Uh, like I'm, I'm getting back into roguelikes because I'm finding the ones that absolutely nail the feel of combat. Like Entropy Effect doesn't really have great level design, but like its combat feels good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Thirty XX, it's killing it in terms of like the randomly generated levels and like the feel of its like, uh, shooting. Uh, platforming gameplay like i'm a real big fan of that um but um i've been diving into a bunch of anime uh i finally got to mf ghost which is the continuation of initial d which is that uh street racing anime that made a bunch of eurobeat tracks famous and like it's the the meme of like stuff like drifting through corners whatever i read that on the thing and i thought
1: that it just said mf doom and you were just talking <laughs> about mf doom and i was like that's cool
2: <laughs> like weird but okay no, yeah. So, um uh, initial D, like, for some reason, like, I'm not the, I'm not a big car guy or a street racing uh, aficionado or anything like that. But initial D makes me feel like I could be because, like, I just love that freaking show. Uh, oh, we lost Marty for no, Marty. Marty didn't, Marty didn't want any more of that
4: quick
3: show. Second. And <laughs> end of the year, and he voided himself. <laughs>
1: I was mad that we weren't talking about MF Doom. No, I don't know what happened. Uh, just for us. Sorry,
2: please continue. Um, crap, lost my train of thought a little bit. But um, yeah. So, uh, MF Ghost is like the far future. Uh, it still exists in the world of Initial D, uh, but it's 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 a weird concept where apparently in motor racing sports, um, gasoline cars have been banned. <laughs> Like okay. so, like racing is done by like EVs and stuff, and only this one event is the one event that allows uh, older gasoline model cars to race. But there's this rule that makes their uh, engine power have to be balanced with their like wheel uh, size or something like that. Um, it's it's very technical, and like that. That's the theme here is that these these shows like teach you a lot about racing about cars in general and like they make it interesting at least to me they make it interesting um and like the the story of like what the actual characters are doing in their lives to get there to do that stuff is actually not that interesting like i really just care about like what's happening in the race and like how they're improving their ability to race and the rivalries associated with the race like it is like if you care at all about just a good competition series Like, it does a great job of making you care about this competition series. And this one just happens to be about, like, regulated street-style racing. Um, So, I like, it's still airing right now. Uh, I don't think it's actually finished. But I burned through, like, the first 10 or so episodes that uh, they have on Crunchyroll. So I'm going to, as the new ones pop up, I'll I'll just go back to, like, catch up on it. Uh, But because I was so high off of the MF GO stuff, uh, I saw that there's another currently running uh, racing anime series called Overtake. So okay. I just jumped right into that, and that apparently is following um, what they call F four. I don't know if this is real, but like Formula One is like like the little like the real sharp cars, right? That are like real low to the ground. F uh, four is kind of like a like a rookie league. Like you can go from F four to F three to F two to F one, as they uh, explained. But F4 is kind of like for rich hobbyists, so like they'll own a team and they'll have racers or whatever, but people can like prove themselves and train up and then like become big and famous after the fact. But it in and of itself is a big deal. That show is less about the actual racing and is actually telling a super interesting and compelling story about like people around the racing. And like the, the main character is like this photographer who like had this really traumatic event in his past. And is like finding a new lease on life after being introduced to F four racing, and he's got he's drawn like very attached to a particular racing team and that driver's story and like what he's had to go through in order to get where he wants and his ambitions on like being uh, a top class racer and like it's a it's just a really heartwarming like human interest story about these characters and like what they do um, in order to move forward after like trauma or tragedy like it's a it's about people trying their best no matter what happens to them and like okay. it really really like took me by surprise because i i went into it for the racing and like i found that like that's not at all what i'm watching it for that's
3: awesome that like,
2: overtake is like it's really beautiful too like um both really, shows f4, like mf ghost real. looks really good too say again f4 is real according to chat f4 is real okay cool we all f four heads in the chat <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean a new, it's, it's dope. Is that a new a newish show? Yeah, that show was new. That that's brand new as far as I know. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm looking uh I
1: haven't uh I've been I've been neglecting my animes lately. Like I did uh sort of the, the faux animes with Scavengers Rain and uh, Scott Pilgrim and then mm-hmm. I watched the Go on Netflix which I loved. But um I haven't I haven't like uh jumped into whatever my next like big old thing is going to be I'd probably end up uh, over Christmas break I'm probably going to rewatch Evangelion because I have a friend who's watching it for the first time mm-hmm. and uh, I kind of want to rewatch it to to go along that existential <laughs> journey <laughs> that with, him, with that's one show
2: again. that I, I agree yeah wa- rewatch it as many times as possible
1: <laughs> every time I rewatch it I'm a new kid like when I first watched it as a kid I'm like oh my god I'm Shinji and now as an adult I'm like oh no am I Misato mm-hmm. <laughs> am I just going to like <laughs> crush beers smoke eaters, and hang out with my penguin pal <laughs> <laughs> so, is that what my future is going to hold? Uh, in terms of uh, stuff I've been watching, then uh, just watch it. Do you guys watch a lot of Christmas movies? Do you guys like every year? Yeah. I love watching just hella Christmas movies.
2: Yeah, like it's not a thing that I do willingly, but sometimes I'm just around when Christmas movies happen. <laughs> yeah, know, awesome.
3: I've been watching Christmas movies. Like ex girlfriend wants me to watch them.
1: Oh man. <laughs> Uh, Nick, if we ever date, you're gonna watch so many Christmas movies. Oh, no. my boy! <laughs> do I watch a lot of Christmas movies? Uh, just rewatching all the goodies. Got your Christmas vacation, your Christmas story Grinch, dorm.
3: Silent Night, you Grinch, Silent Die Night. Hard,
1: Silent Night, like the the new one with Joel
2: Kinnaman where he. <laughs> yeah, in <Santa>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Batman. Uh, fucking
1: Muppet Christmas. going to tell you, Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I am planning on watching the the new Doctor Who special when that drops. That's oh, I yeah. think that's on Christmas.
1: There's so I so guess that Doctor counts because
2: yeah, those are Christmas specials too. There's so
1: much Doctor Who. I'm excited. They just they I... just keep putting that Who out there. <laughs> um, people, people love the Who. They do people people love the Who. And then game wise, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this exactly, but I got my that 3ds uh, uh thing, and I've been going back through. Uh, and I I wanted an old Pokemon game because I didn't play any Pokemon from uh Gen two all the way to the Switch. And so I ended up starting a little file in Leaf Green, which is like the remake of the original Pokemon. So it's in the mm-hmm. Kanto region, so it's all that familiar region. I'm having a great time. Having a great time. It's just very simple, but like a lot of nice quality of life changes. You can run, which I never knew I wanted to run in a Pokemon game, but it feels very nice to just move quickly. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's great. I like those little critters. <laughs> <laughs> there's, not, there's not a whole lot for me to say about it. Other they might than be onto like, something. It's easy comfort food things. They might, they may be onto something, or they may be uh, resting on their laurels, and then we're gonna get <laughs> sick of them because they
2: yeah the, the second one. <laughs> yeah, for
3: sure.
1: They're, anything, uh, they're not gonna do anything interesting.
3: My my LGC one made Pokemon Violet playable for me. I I don't. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like is it G- is like is it the LJC? That L Jesus Christ that like makes lame beggars walk? Like what is like what is this TV? I
3: don't know this TV's a, a magical little wonderland of its own that makes games playable. turns crime That's Boss
1: Rocket City into GTA 6. You know what game they we should didn't talk just about? just make Walking a game. <laughs> you know what game we didn't talk
2: about? Wanted oh Rockey? Wanted Dead. Oh crap. Was that this year? Yeah. It was February holy I like shit it for i was character. convinced for that character. came out last year
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: sponsor okay, we didn't get paid for
4: super channel
2: that's hilarious like good uh,
1: but yeah wanted <laughs> dead everyone should play wanted dead
2: Uh yeah guys back back in in the old country uh, i wrote an article about how wanted dead uh makes you feel like it made me feel like the most powerful I've ever felt in a video game. That game is janky as shit. It makes no logical sense in terms of its its narrative. Um, it 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 holds you hostage. in one of the worst karaoke video games I've ever played. But I love Wanted Dead. Like it is such a fun video game. Yeah, like its combat actually functions in a way that I think if other. Like if other pe- if other developers who had like a more um, focused approach to what they wanted to do in a video game, I think they should borrow some aspects of Wanted Dead's combat system because yeah. like it is all about gratification in that game. So
3: also is that game your top three of the
2: year? And just forgot? Ah, uh, it's not. It's definitely okay. not. <laughs> like, there's way <laughs> like too much amazing stuff heart. came about this year. Like in but your yeah. heart, it's probably a top three <laughs> yeah. game. But it's like, it's, it's a game that's awesome. absolutely. Um, requires mentioning. I, I It would have been on this list. I was convinced it came out last year. Like, I would have brought it up myself. I thought it was... It was, it was early. I think it was like March. February or March. Um, i was also surprised uh, the Armored Core didn't make it on your list. I just... Yeah, I haven't had enough time to finish it. And like, mm. like I've been liking everything I've played, but like, I'm I'm in like the first third of that game still. Yeah. Like, I just beat like that Spider Boss. Like, it, it wouldn't be fair for me to like, big it up when I know I haven't like played played it fully. Yeah,
3: that's one of those games like... <laughs> Just the mission design is so archaic that
2: I'm having a hard time loving it. Yeah, I can see that. (laughs)
1: Uh, Came out February 14th. Uh, Casey, you know what that means? February 14th. (laughs) HBD.
2: HBD HBD wanted dead. (laughs) Can we pencil you in for a stream? (laughs) Look, if you guys will let me make a new video on Wanted Dead, I will do it. Do it. Do it on Bite Size. I will do it. (laughs) Okay. Still cops. There's no it's cops. Just give me more reason to talk about Wanted Dead. Please. There's no Wanted Dead
1: cops. Wanted Dead. The, dead the, devs, the devs
3: will love you for it.
1: <laughs> uh, before we wrap up for the evening, uh, a couple last donos. Beast year. March. Oh my God, the evening year uh, $2 dono. Casey, the statue is in New York. Ellis Island is shared.
2: Wrecked. Yes. Who shares it? Did New York tell you that it's shared? Because that sounds like fucking New York would say. Giuliani? Oh, big Eric Adams. I no wouldn't trust anything that man says. Guess, I mean, guess what else is shared that New Jersey didn't ask for? The freaking giant Stadium, which is also in New Jersey. Ah! That's, uh, that's, just, that's just New York trying to annex New Jersey. All the time they do this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I feel like everywhere's got a place they have beef with because, like, Nick has Kansas. Uh, I, everyone's there is like, no
3: beef with Kansas. Kansas, doesn't exist. It's just, what
1: are you talking about? No place like home, <laughs> doesn't Dor- exist. Dorothy was and in, Dorothy state, got wiped state off. The state, map. Toto, we're not in Missouri anymore,
3: she was running towards Missouri.
1: <laughs> there's no Stephen King book called Kansas, there's a Stephen King book called Misery, though. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Dr. Zebra, dollar yeah, no. There's
3: a movie called Three Billboards in Missouri. Beat that inside of Ebbing, Missouri.
1: I can't.
3: I don't even know where the fuck Ebbing was. <laughs> it's where those billboards? A girl got murdered. <laughs> yes. uh, sure.
1: Dr. Zebra, $1.99. I don't know. Thank you so much. Casey, you were so right about Squid Game Game Show. It's bad. It's bad. And we should feel bad for talking about
2: it. Bad, but you can't turn away from a bad. Really well produced. Like, <clears throat> it's, it's bad for the reasons you think it's bad, but it's good for reasons that you didn't expect, which is humanity. <laughs> they're the good guys. Like, and we knew this, like corporations are the bad guys, right? So that's who you root against. No, hackers are the bad guys. Oh yeah, that
1: too. That's what the Matrix taught me. Hackers are, hackers, are the
2: bad guys. Are hackers humans?
1: Uh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, I think I'm robo tripping now. The Quill and DayQuil just kicked in and I'm, I'm, I'm seeing through time. Uh, Sybil Simon with a $2 dono. Nick. Why do we not have a D's nuts emoji yet? Don't give him ideas simple simon what are you doing
3: <laughs> new year new d's
1: <laughs> you're a monster and Amy, <laughs> a two dollar donation so glad i got to see the mighty houdini quads live uh we all we're, people are gonna ask there's the kennedy assassination there's landing on the moon and then there's where were you when we found out about the houdini quads and we were here <laughs> We were here on the final Firelink uh, of 2023. It's been a great year, guys. It's been an exceptional year. It's been fun to make make pods and make vids and make streams and make goofs uh, with you guys. Uh, and I'm I'm genuinely thrilled. Uh, to to first, I'm thrilled to take a little time off <laughs> and not <to> see <laughs> you guys. And then I'm thrilled to be coming back uh, and and uh, hitting full force in 2024 with with you and the rest of the team. Uh, I cannot wait. I uh, can't wait for everyone out there to see what we have uh, planned. Real cool shit.
3: Yeah, I'm uh, obviously super, super grateful the year turned out the way it did because very easily could have gone a different way. And you know, the whole team following me out the door. Uh, yeah, something I'll never forget in my entire life. The, uh, the fact like it's been only six weeks since that happened is still fucking insane it's to real. me. Like I, yeah, I can't. Like it doesn't. It feels like we've been here a lot longer, but I mean, like, yeah, you know, same team, same people, same good content we were doing before, just a whole new group of people following along with us finally. And, uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, like I just, uh, yeah, I mean to the community that, you know, is with us and listening to this podcast, you know, if you're not listening to it, like this isn't possible without you. And like seeing so many names that I recognize in the chat from escapist over here is, uh, has been incredibly heartwarming and, something like this that would usually stress the fuck out of anybody else uh it was obviously stressful for me but i i've been more excited than stressed for the last six weeks you know it's like a good stress it's stress that like hey we're building our future here and doing something really cool with you know people i care about and uh yeah wouldn't want to have it any other way
1: hell yeah yeah, and thrilled, uh, thrilled that we got to cap off the year with bringing uh, Casey, Casey, and Jesse on, and having such an amazing team of uh, of freelancers, and and sort of like the, such a deep bullpen, and and really excited to to be able to really like flex that in the new year, like Harry Houdini flexed his
4: <laughs> in
1: his old time swimsuit. Uh yeah. Well, then that about uh, any final does, thoughts
3: from you, Casey? Don't want to leave yeah. you out.
2: <laughs> uh, well i'm I'm just happy to be here guys. Thank, thank you so much for all your uh, support. uh we we definitely needed it and we are so happy to have it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not. When we say we couldn't do it without you. That's not like uh, we're reading from a call sheet. It's like we literally just couldn't have done this. Like we there is a world level. where we launched this and there's just a tumbleweed that went by. You just fell and like a janitor base. in the corner was like <laughs> yeah. mopping up balloons. And we're like, oh, no, like being the duty gets blown out during an election on election night. Um, but, uh, yeah, the fact that so many familiar faces, so many new faces are here um, watching us, uh, reading us, uh, listening to us. And just generally supporting us um, means the world, and 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 uh, we're gonna we're gonna do right by you in 2024, and give you a mm-hmm. lot of cool shit that uh, stuff you are expecting and stuff you are most certainly not expecting.
2: Yeah, uh, it's gonna be fun.
3: Carrying yeah. over the uh, the same community vibe that we built at Escapist too has been uh, immensely helpful because boy, you know, the thirty thousand people join your Discord, you're like, oh, this is gonna be a shitstorm, and I think like Eric in the chat would probably tell you like we've hardly had to ban. Anybody or do really any moderation, and so you, know, you, the community, like you are leading the way on that. Like super, super appreciative. You bought into our vision on building a space that you, you know, obviously we're not the escapists anymore, but we still treat Second Wind as the same motto. Like this is a place you can escape to to talk about your hobbies and have a good time and laugh and not uh not be mad all the time. <laughs> Twitter, I need to get off it, but. <laughs> <laughs> in oh, yeah. general, like just this this is the this is the job I wake up to every morning. I'm like I'm I'm never worried about the comment sections. I'm like I'm always excited to read them and interact with people. So, so yeah. hell yeah, uh, yeah, new yeah. Community Expo in 2024. That's the plan. Jesus, we're, we're, I'm, saying, I'm saying it. I'm saying it because we want the funding for it, and we were gonna do a five year uh thing for Escapist in 2024. That was in the plans. Uh, obviously, that's not gonna happen. So now we gotta do. Now we got to do a community expo launch party. Have, invite everyone to your house.
4: Uh, <laughs> you, you, got that,
3: you got that basement or that sub
1: basement or that room you won't tell us about.
3: <laughs> that, that's this is a little thing under my stairs. I like to go into every once in a while. Yeah, a a Harry Potter party. cubby. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, like, all have, we all have sad nooks. I, you, uh, yeah, that's that's where I go when I just want to get away from everything for a minute. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Rock yourself to sleep. <laughs> I just have to make uh, sure my roommate lets me out, or I'll die in there. <laughs> there <you
4: go. laughs> I got fast. Uh, <laughs>
1: but, uh, yeah, seriously. Thank you. Thank you all so much for watching. Thank you all so much, uh, for listening. Uh, thank you, Nick. Thank you, Casey. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, uh, Haley, our, and, and our, our incredible moderation team. Couldn't do any of this without you. Uh, so for, uh, everyone here, uh, at, uh, second wind, uh, thank you so much for watching. Uh, tomorrow we'll be back with, uh, Yahtzee tries. Uh, at the normal time, 3 p.m. Central. Uh, obviously, no podcast tomorrow night because Nick will be on MinMax tomorrow night. 7 oh, you gotta gotta come. Yeah.
3: yeah, y'all got to yeah. come. It, it's yeah. our community versus MinMax, so you need to show up and represent and kick their ass. Yeah. Well, Mostly because we'll, we'll, I already talk shit on Twitter. So now no, I have to no. back it up. I oh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs>
1: But I'm fever sick. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and then uh, Thursday evening, assuming I'm not dead, uh, I think the, our last stream of the year will be Casey and I uh, doing part two of Devil May Cry. Yeah. If and I'm we were, not feeling we were, good we were, that day, I'm probably
3: not going to do it. We were, we, we, were talking it's about, okay. we were talking about maybe doing a community stream on Friday. Maybe that should be dope upon end
2: out that, the year. Uh, oh, I mean, what, if, what be, if Marty dies though? I mean, <laughs> well, he'll,
3: he'll go out on Doka it, so I think that's worth it.
1: Is it because <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, I'm not sure it is. Uh, but yeah, thank you all uh, so much for the support as always. So, uh, for everyone here at Second Wind, thank you. Uh, this was Firelink episode number three. Uh, everyone have a wonderful rest of your evenings, and uh, we will see you all later.
3: And we are on Hi, Spotify, everybody. Apple Podcasts, Google podcast for it comes YouTube music so go subscribe on there I think we're already in the top 44 on leisure so you got us in the top 50 already thank you
2: guys so much bye bye